0: Big, big old fucking do move. How? Oh, Why? Because I th- I fantasized about how that reveal would go while listening to the Saw theme. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Just picture me on my bed, like legs in the air, just like la da da. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna get
0: him. <laughs> I'm such a fucking teenager.
2: You are. I just, how are you real?
3: <laughs> how the <laughs> fuck are you real?
1: Hey, hey, this get is my get ready
3: for the even bigger reveal. He's not real. It's just me doing a voice.
1: Fuck ah, shit. Who's <laughs> Paulie? Poly- no? no. Hey, this is my 2019 message
0: uh, for the of the decade message. Thank you all for putting up with me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: feel. I feel that that's probably yeah. Yeah, we really do deserve that I think
1: I think today of all days yeah you all deserve that
2: (laughs) you waited to the literal end of the decade to man I ain't even got words for that shit they don't they don't make words for that they don't make the them the absolute
3: befuddlement that both of us felt <laughs> at, like, what was happening.
5: It's
1: such think... a stupid thing! Why would anybody do that? <laughs> I
3: think that... I will have to go back in time. I think our sho- our segment on Shovel Knight was probably the most we talked about any of
0: these games. <laughs> I was just, like, prodding all along. I, what I should have done is do the reveal, like, immediate, like during. Then it would have been a little bit less. Fun yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like that you waited. Like me and Polly just kind of ran with it of like, oh yeah, fucking shovel knight rules mm-hmm. for like twenty minutes, and then to take that back.
1: I really want y'all to buy it.
3: I'm sitting here like, you know how you were like, oh, what if I just don't go through with this bit? Like, yeah, like was there ever knight- a point? Course?
2: Was there ever a point where it's just like I have to bail on this and just not say anything?
3: But then, but
0: then.
2: If but, I'd done that... I'd just, just actually, yeah, keep it I on
1: been, I would have had shown that on my list.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I think that it's just like, did you just make, like, like, did you try to make the big sacrifice, but then just, like, you had to bail because you couldn't bring yourself to do it?
0: It was... It was, it was back and forth there for a little... for a hot minute, <laughs> and then when I actually was ready to go into it, I was like, all right, here it comes. I had, like, my heart was, like, racing, just like, oh, man. This is so stupid, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no, they're really buying it.
1: Oh, no.
3: Like, I hurt people's feelings. Really, really buying it. <laughs> oh. hey, hey, John, I believe you can commit to a joke now.
0: Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, I think like, I... Shit. I think that was less a joke. though. I was just committing to a lie.
3: Yeah. It was... Yeah. Okay, you're committing to a bit. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I had already seen Shovel Knight as your like most recently played game, that's that's, uh, that's a commitment. <laughs> I don't even know why I was on your profile. Probably because you got an achievement in Shovel Knight or
2: something. <laughs> like he mentioned playing Shovel Knight, so I, I know. But... I just checked his profile. Like I checked his profile in the week. Like I was just like, oh mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he's playing it. So because like... I was like, oh, I wonder how far he is, and then I saw the latest achievement was beat the uh, Plague of Shadows. Oh, that's funny.
0: Thank y'all for putting up with me. That was that was I think I think that was a mistake.
3: (laughs) I think it's very funny now, but I think it's funny
2: now in the moment I just had I had nothing. Like I had no (laughs) words for what was happening. It was unfolding in real time and I was just like Never heard Polly like that, just completely out of energy and just I mean it like it it, it unintentionally just sucked all the energy yeah, out of there the was, room there
0: Was that. I know which hurt with that that's what really hurt because I was like oh we you like came in especially with like really good energy and then I feel like I destroyed <laughs> felt like I destroyed it <laughs> just fuck and then my the computer crashed we should probably
3: get going on the real podcast
0: okay thank y'all for spending 20 30 minutes processing <laughs> my idiot move, my idiot mistake and <laughs> that's mistake. the thing,
3: that's what's funny though it's not, it wasn't the Shovel Knight reveal it was just the whole, you skipped me that literally <laughs> was such a weird curveball
5: Yeah.
3: cause I was kind of mentally processing that when it was like by the way, Shovel Knight's a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like,
2: like I had no response <laughs> to Shovel Knight as a joke because it was literally just like what do you mean I skipped you? I know, right? I'd I'm skipping the anybody. outline. Like, we're gonna skip him.
3: <laughs> so it's like the weird part of the joke fall failed. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had just done it at the end of the shovel night conversation, mm-hmm. it would have worked way better.
2: Oh well. You see how yeah. we're ta- we're still talking about this two days okay. later? <laughs> it's still happening. Because... Hello, everybody! <laughs> Welcome back. We're still mind fucked, but we're still in the midst of this giant end of the year podcast thing we have to do. Welcome back to the Soxcast. End of the ga- end of the year game of the year spectacular. Hang him a bob. Uh, <laughs> end of the Soxcast. End special. of the end of the Soxcast. This is this is like the end of Evangelion of podcasts now where I'm literally going to strangle John by the end of it. <laughs> and oh, I, I want to draw boring. that as the image now. Somebody commissioned that shit. Just the end of Evangelion, but me strangling John. No, I know exactly what to draw with the giant, like, me face in the background.
3: Yeah. And you're str- straddling John and choking him. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So yeah, welcome back everybody uh, The last time we were here was real weird <laughs> We're still <laughs> talking about it <clears throat> To my immediate virtual right If you keep talking like a bitch he's gonna slap you like a bitch It's red
3: And my throat is dying right now I wow. keep coughing and I keep left... muting myself like every five seconds, I'm
2: sorry Wow, and we even had two days off You had, a way... you had a, an entire day away from it and you're still feeling it's bad Sure <laughs> Well, we're gonna get you through this, Rhett. We, we, what we, we'll, we'll yeah. do? We're gonna do this together, like we always do. I if I, if I can make space. it through, ep- if I can make it through episodes having a fucking respiratory infection, I got faith in you being able to pull this off. With a call, I'll right. fine. To my immediate virtual left, he does the podcasts What Konami does to franchises, it's John <laughs> fire.
1: Hi. Oh.
2: he's fucking. <laughs> oh,
3: there's he's <laughs> Take a second to get that one. Hi,
1: <laughs> hey, hi, everybody. I'm a big, dumb
0: idiot. Here's my dunce
2: cap. So
1: Let's have they... a fun podcast this time that I won't
2: ruin. So today, we're, uh, we're hitting the big slam the big five to one, as well as we got a whole glut more of uh, listener lists to get through. So we're going to go ahead... You jump right back into things. Uh, John. Yeah? Hey.
3: Give us a perfect game.
2: Give us a perfect video game. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going
0: to drop it, and it'll make you all happy. Right. Does that sound good? Drop right, sounds it like
5: good.
0: Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Donna is my I... number five. Hey, <laughs> I agree. Hey, told you. Hey. That's a I perfect video game. Yeah, this game fucking rules.
3: This game fucking rules. Shit, As yeah, Twitter does. says.
0: Eze was so good. Yeah, Eze was so fucking it's good. So
2: good, it's so good.
0: Yeah, I I completely love this game. It feels great, plays great, looks great, sounds great, has great, has a great story. It's, it's which, just Falcon bringing that Trails energy, writing energy yeah. into ease for the first time,
2: and it works yeah. so well.
0: It works so well. Donna that,
2: is an amazing character. And Donna's an amazing character. I care so much about Donna. The way they round <laughs> out that story uh, is so honest. Like it, just, it, just the final conclusion. Like everything is just so, so
0: good. Yep, I, I was looping the end boss theme earlier today, just like mm. putting me, put me right back in the headspace of just like, oh, I care so deeply
2: about this character. I feel I would take a bullet for this fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I think like a lot of us would. I think Donna really fucking clicked with like so many people in our yeah. group. <laughs> she's just very
0: she's very well written. She's a great. I mean, it's like the thing about *Ease Hate* is that it's like it has that trail's precision and intensity to the writing, but it's basically it is Do- Donna's story. Yes, it is like it is a character study of this person. Yeah. And, which is wild, because she isn't in it for, like, ten hours.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. the first ten hours are very donna You get her mm-hmm. voice in a couple of the cutscenes uh, in, in between chapters one and two, but you don't really start yeah. learning more about her until chapter three. The build-up is so good
3: and yeah. kind of drawn out, but, like, it really makes you want to know what the hell's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It just completely rules, and... Um, I played on hard which which was good for me. I think that I think I guess if there is a an issue it's the way the they handle healing. Yeah. Can make things a little weightless. Yeah. Like, I think they I think they needed to limit your
2: access to your inventory more. See like Tokyo Xanadu X does that in that mm-hmm. like when you use a healing item, there's a there's a cooldown period. You can't use another but, item for like twenty seconds or something.
4: And I hope like going politics, forward probably.
2: I hope that going forward that's something they look more into because yeah, you can like 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 I Like, when I played it, I just limited myself. I was just like, uh, I use an item and I am not going to just immediately slam another one, you know? Mm. So, like, I had my own restraint with it, but it would be nice if the game kind of put up that barrier of just like, all right, you're not going to be able to use an item for 20 or 30 seconds after you use one. Yep. Um, there are a couple bosses where I was just like, I'm going to learn to beat this with no items, and I did,
0: and it was very satisfying. Yes, yeah, that, 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 the flash guard and flash move are so
2: satisfying;
0: I feel real good. Um, yeah, this was this is the first counter game, parry game I played after Luca, and I was just like, oh, okay, I am just an expert at this now. <laughs> I'm going to completely wreck this game, and then I did. <laughs> it was very pleasing. Um, that and Breath of the Wild, I think, where I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I can parry now. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the baby that didn't do any peering for all of Demons and Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I completely adore this story, and it just feels very good. All the systems just mesh together so well. Yeah, it's everything so seamless. matters. It's so seamless. Mm-hmm. Oh, just the 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 island exploration is just completely on point. It it just nails it.
2: Like a point that I keep going back to, and I know that I've brought it up a lot, is that. I didn't realize there was no currency in that game till halfway through, because I was just doing the natural upgrade thing, and and like it's not a game where you've got to stop and grind for upgrade materials. It, the game is just real good about giving them to you when you need them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so like I didn't even realize. I was like, wait a minute, there's like there's no counter for gold. Weird. Yep. I didn't even realize that till halfway through.
0: That's funny. I love that. I, I'm real. A thing I've kind of become more cognizant of this year is that it's just possible for RPGs to feel really good as games.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's something
0: heavy. I wasn't like processing as much like before. I think it's just like you can have all the systems be completely on point in your RPG, and that makes it feel really, really good mm-hmm. as a game. Um, and that's that. Fal- Play more Falcom games has been a big part of that. Yeah, processing for me, learning. Um, and i think i want to carry that forward when I make more rpg maker stuff inevitably
2: that's really cool. um
0: yeah i compl- falcom's great once again
2: yeah every year we say it yeah on all our lists it's like it's not even it's not even at the end of the year it's literally every episode falcom <laughs> it's like i think every episode this year you would be hard to find an episode that did not say something about falcom in passing
0: yeah basically yeah. They, there are we're 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 all whole in it. Yeah, we're like I so think we're, in we're all it. in now. We're all in. They're
3: they're, they're the anti Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool. It's like they're think, weirdly that, as they're weirdly as iterative yeah. though, as, as the Sonic series. Like Sonic is super iterative, but like oh, Falcom makes that. it count. I feel <laughs> Sonic had a string of like just throwing
3: everything out every single game. Where like they get they had generations. we're like. Cool, nailed it. Anyways, the next game is Lost World. Mm-hmm. It doesn't play at all the same. Oh, right, and yeah. then Sonic Forces was like, okay, we made Generation Skin, but it's on the Lost World engine and feels like shit. Oh, Lost World. Anyways, this is not the time for dunking on Sonic.
0: <laughs> it's the time for enjoying Falcom, the anti-Sonic. Falcom, <laughs> the, the anti-Sonic.
3: anti-sonic. <laughs> oh, I've got some Photoshops to do, apparently.
0: <laughs> hey, Rhett, do you have a number five?
3: Yes, my number five is uh, a game that's already been mentioned on this podcast, ironically enough. It's uh, Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows.
0: Hey!
1: <laughs> Wait, really? <clears throat> no. God
3: damn it. I was... <laughs> had, to, had to twist that knife one nice. more time. Uh, my number five is 428 <laughs> Shibuya Scramble, <laughs> which Polly listed earlier as well. Uh, this game's really cool and unique. Mm-hmm. I know, it's, it's kind of weird when, like, the the later you put a game on your list, the more likely <laughs> it is that it's... someone else will mention it before
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I have notes, and, I, like, I have a lot of points about a lot of games. That way, if you bring up something that I've already, i like, okay, I've probably got other points.
3: I don't take notes on this podcast whatsoever,
2: which I really should start doing. I only do it for end-of-the-year stuff.
3: Yeah. I get to the I get to games on my list, and it's like, oh yeah, Doom. You uh, you shoot real good. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> it makes your segments real easy to get through. Trust me. Yeah, especially when I'm sick. Uh, anyway, so sh- four two eight Shibuya Scramble, very good. Uh, I really loved how intense the writing was with the way these paths intersect and cross with mm-hmm. each other. Just this is bad ending the video game, which is
0: <laughs> yes, um, extremely.
3: Yeah, like which is something you say to get John on board. We're like, the way and the depth of these endings are just so <laughs> fucking crazy. We're like, things two characters do to interact with each other may somehow fuck over a third character that yeah. they can't even see, and it's just like, it's so cool. Where it's like, you'll there's like an entire
2: just, maze segment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Even, I didn't, didn't. Oh my fucking god! Back. Seriously? Yeah, there's like one of the endings is an entire maze segment where you have yeah. to go through, and like it's real clunky as shit. But I think I think it's harkening back to old um, PC ninety eight adventure games in that way, where they're hard to navigate.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's Banshee's Last Cry was a Toonsoft. Yeah, the yeah, end and if it, I think if that 90s, is, I think that is mazes.
2: Yeah, I think that is exactly what that is a, a, a send up to as well. Yeah, cool. that's
0: that's why I was like, oh, cool.
2: Yeah, some of these endings just go so bonkers and
3: weird with, like, yeah. oh, and then they, uh, they joined, a, like, a tournament of eaters. <laughs> yeah, they joined, and, the, like, they came and just toured the world, it's, like, this eating competition duo, like, or, like, oh, the cat suit is actually a super-powered robot, and it blew up and destroyed Tokyo at the end. <laughs> it's, like, they go crazy with them, and they I, go I appreciate crazy that. It. It's so weird, though, like. Because when you're playing a character, you're you're trying to make what you think is the best decision. Yeah. And, like, almost more often than not, like, doing what is right for one character will fuck over another character later on.
2: So you have to go about this ass-backwards way
3: of getting a character to point B. Yeah, it's really fun puzzling that out until they maybe go way too far with it at the very end. Yeah, like, right at
2: the very end, they go a little too far. Which is but, a bummer. but, like, the, the bad endings really, like, they make, like, making the wrong choice not oh, yeah. feel so bad. Like, the guides for
3: this game actually just show you all the wrong things to make in order. <laughs> yeah. So that, so that you get every bad ending before progressing to the correct one. Like, because <laughs> the like, they are the meat of the game, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. they're not the only thing that they're that's there but they're like super important to the experience is just all the bizarre ways in which this scenario can fail like there's one chapter with Osawa where like at the very start you have this option of like do I go outside or do, or do I stay inside mm-hmm. and I think the cops told him to stay inside yeah so I pick I pick go outside and it immediately is like too, it gives me the uh, the lock yeah where it's like okay another character has to do something to unlock this mm-hmm So I go back and I choose the other option of stay inside, and I get, like, three or four more scenes in, and it's like, okay, you've completed that character's hour, and I'm like, wait, that's the correct choice then. So what does all this going outside lead to? So I go back and switch to go outside, and then eventually I'm able to have the reporter meet with him, but, like, no matter what you do in that scenario, like, it ends up really bad for them. Yeah. So you have to just stay inside as this one character, and, like... (laughs) just completely change the reporter's side of things. It's just, it's really, really intricate is what I'm getting
2: at. Yeah. Like I would love to, that, I would love to see the design doc for this thing I, and, and oh how they God. had to piece that together and keep track yeah. of every it, little choice. It, it just seems fucking
3: crazy. Cause there are scenes where like, I think there's kind of a mall scene where like multiple characters are in the mall at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like one of them is being chased by like a gunman. And it's just like, all these little choices just adding up and just so much. Yeah. And then the way everything comes together for the finale, like every single little red herring or anything comes together to matter. Yeah. The fucking ice machine is when I was like, The ice machine is
2: when I shit myself.
3: (laughs) Yeah. When they bring that back and it's like, again, that's the thing where there's this broken ice machine and, like, very early on as a character, you can be like, oh, I should tell them that it's broken. And that leads to a bad en- ending, so you never actually end up se- telling them that they're broken. Yeah. And then the fact that it's broken <laughs> plays into the fucking finale of the game in a really smart and clever way. <laughs> oh, my God. It's,
2: it's, it's so bonkers. smart! It's so fucking smart! Yeah.
3: And, like, so there's a good ending, or there's the normal ending and the true ending, and I happened to choose the stuff that would lead to the true ending on my first choice oh wow. on my first playthrough and like you were like Polly was like, oh, there's not much difference between them and I'm like, no, there's a huge difference. there's like two extra lines of dialogue and the music for the the credit music starts playing right before the game ends mm-hmm. so that like when the credits hit it kind of hits on a drop for the with the music and it's extremely good <laughs> oh
2: God it's
3: yeah. <laughs> Like it's, just landed a little bit harder because of that. Yeah, like th- those little fucking moments like that landing yeah. those is everything. But when I saw that the normal ending doesn't do that and just straight up starts the ending credit music yeah. when it, it cuts to black instead of like five seconds beforehand, it's just a little thing that I was like, ah, oh, true ending's way better. Mm.
2: Well, there's then, like the, the entire matter of like a, another character's ultimate fate is kind of changed as well. Oh, there's, right, there's that too. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and then the post-game stuff with the two stories are also extremely good. Good God,
2: that one story's a gut punch and a half.
3: Yeah. Oh, Uh. I was not ready.
2: (laughs) I shouldn't have read that before going to
3: sleep one night. (laughs) I was like, Paul, you know this one's going to be a bummer, right?
2: (laughs) I'll be fine an hour and a half later. I'm really not fine.
3: (laughs) One of the funniest things it does is, like, when you are reading a character's story and it mentions another character, like, their name will... I think it'll turn red so that you can jump to them. Yeah.
2: so it's like, required at the very end... sometimes, too.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's super required. Oh, like, you have to use everything. But, like, what... at the end of Canon's story, it mentions Maria, mm-hmm. and you're able to jump the back jump into... To back to it... the main game. Yeah, it's just... It's a nice little touch. It's a it's... really cute thing. And it's really funny because Canon is drawn anime style and yeah. then everyone else I is know. just realistic, you know, photographs.
2: Yeah, it's real good.
3: And it's just super jarring to have them be like, yes, these characters exist in the same universe.
2: <laughs> yeah, because, like, it even looks weird because, like, when you do the character select for those two, like, the, oh the one, God, the one the girl part. is live action and Kanan is a fucking anime character stepping forward. Yeah, it's real I silly. I love that. I love it. They though.
3: just, they just were like, this character is anime. Like, <laughs> it's super weird. Also, I love that, like, some of the twists at the end of that game. Oh, good like, god! Like, the tw- even having watched the anime, the ride it took me on was like, I did oh, not I, see.
2: Should have seen that coming, huh? Should have, but didn't, and it felt real good yeah. that I didn't. Like when, yeah. it fi- well, like, when you finally see it happening, when it starts coming together for the characters in the game, is when it started coming together. It was like, oh my god. I <laughs> just really got... Good. I got duped! You got me, you video game.
3: Yeah. It's... That ending is so much. Just the way everything mattered. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Play 428, John. Yeah. Odin, it. I own it. It's on my PS4. Well, there oh, you go. I... There you go.
3: So that's uh, my
2: number five... Holly, yo! You got a number five? I got a, I got a number five. We'll continue that fun visual novel goodness. We're gonna keep going down that road. <clears throat> this okay. game, all right. I'm talking about Valhalla, cyberpunk Ooh. bartender action. So this is a game that was so immediately and continuously engaging for me that I literally played it over the course of ten hours in one sitting. God, it kicks ass. I spent an entire day serving up drinks to a cast of characters that never ceased to be funny, intense, introspective, all while wondering, like, this main character's issues going on. Like, she's talking people through their very layered and dense issues while she's going through a really fucking relatable and heavy transitional period in her life where it's just like, Mm -hmm. you're in that lull where... You don't know what you're doing with life. You've cut. You're 27 now. You're not where you want to be at all, and you don't know how to get there. And oh like, no, this might hit me a little hard, y'all. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, like this. Oh, oh
3: no, as soon as said that. I'm like, wait, how old is John? I am 26. Oh, jeez.
2: Oh, oh, no. Perfect. Yeah, like, Jill is a very relatable character. Uh, and I feel that she comes from a very real place because the things that she's dealing with are very fucking real. Um, and then, like, things continue to get more and more, let's just say, interesting for her as that story goes on. And when the more and more interesting things started happening is when I realized, oh, I'm I'm just locked in. Like, I'm... I'm not putting this down until I see it through. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. like Never it, done that. Like, it's, it's, just it a game, a game. it's just a game that never wanted to let me go. The writing, the conversations, like with all of the characters, the, everything gets carried here. And like, I, I don't know how that someone could play this and not be entirely invested in, in how everyone's stories play out and where... <laughs> the end of all this finds Jill in and of herself. Like, because again, like you're dealing with an intensely relatable character who is going through a lot of the same things that I think a lot of this game's audience is going through that. And that's why I think this game lands the way that it does is I think that it comes from a real place and it connects with a real to, to another real place from the people that are playing it. It's very introspective, it, it deals with its various worldviews issues and themes like with a lot of bluster and a lot of heart so it's like it, it's it's it, it's very grounded but at the same time it's still able to have this kind of like wacky anime-ish kind of overtones to it as well um and and, and this game's just entirely carried On the writing and the writing is some of the absolute best writing I've seen in one of these types of games just ever it's just so dense and packed with so many different worldviews and so many different opinions on the ways things work and every character from start to finish. They're true to their arc. Like the, their conversations always feel natural. Like I never felt like I was having a conversation with somebody and they suddenly felt out of character. Um, it's just I, I get why this game is so fucking beloved now. Uh, and I'd always appreciated it from a distance uh, because I just never got around to it. But as you know, last couple of years, especially, I've been more and more individual novels. This kind of like hit at the perfect time it's like oh well let's throw more in there let's grab it valhalla is great and i'm absolutely looking forward to nirvana uh which is the sequel which uh i don't know if it's coming out next year like i I, as far as i know like this these games are only worked on by like two or three people and this one took quite a while to get there uh, Mm -hmm. and get finished and i know that they recently uh fled their home country uh due to a lot of shit i I believe they live in japan now though so uh their situation is sounding a lot better than it was they were in venezuela so uh there there was a lot of bad shit going on down there they were stuck there for a while it was kind of like kind of hard to work on a video game when you're undergoing the kind of shit that's going on in that country uh, but to my knowledge, I believe the, the at least the main two uh, designers writers are living in Japan now. So hopefully that all works That's out for them. On them. Yeah, uh, but Valhalla is yeah like this the, this is not a stranger to previous Game of the Year lists. Like it's 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 made a showing a couple of times uh, in the past on on this podcast and in previous Game of the Year episodes from other people. Uh, and I get it. Like yeah, like I'm on board like there's just there's so much heart um and believability in these characters and just you want to give grab everybody and just give them a big old hug cuz they all need it. It's really good. Yeah, that rules. Yeah, awesome. I'm wow. looking forward to playing this very soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the soundtrack is fucking amazing. It's <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, it's oh, rest really. language. Yeah, the, the the soundtrack is so fucking good. Like the the only problem with the soundtrack is that like it works as a jukebox because you're you're, you're working in a bar. Mm. Uh,
4: mm.
2: So there aren't moments keyed to certain types or, or certain songs. Uh, it's just mm. the, the game kind of just plays. And sometimes it'll maybe fade out the music to emphasize a scene. But there aren't specific uh, music uh, selections to tie to certain scenes. And I feel that that could have helped it just a little bit. But even as yeah. is, I think like... Everything about this game is just fascinating and well-written, and there's just, yeah. Like, I admire the fuck out of it. It's just great, top to bottom.
0: That rules. Awesome. This has been on my list for a long time, so I'm excited yeah. about
2: it. Hmm. It's also very queer. <laughs> it's, you know, yep, that, always that, a good that's, thing. Real,
0: that's nice to know. Nice <laughs> I, to know. I think that counts a lot. Yeah. Especially with the games with queer authors, like Treat, I don't know about this yep. one, but like Treat and whatnot,
2: Like that counts for a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like they told, they told us go make your own games. So we are now. <laughs> so yeah, we're they don't like our own that games. we're doing that now. But uh, now they still, yeah, they still hate it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like go make your own games. Okay, we'll go make. Gay... We made gay video games. No, not that. We meant <laughs> shooters. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Oh, uh, Rhett, I believe you've got a listener list for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. This one comes in from Psychic Heist. Yo, how's it going,
3: Socks I'm jet-lagged, sleep-deprived, and world-weary. <laughs> Traveling with three small kids is not for the faint of heart. Oh, gosh. I, <laughs> you...
2: I am sending all my love to you right now.
3: But I shall summon what little life I have in me, raise these fingers that feel so heavy, and type a quick list of my three favorite games this year. So, okay, you called this one earlier. Number three, Devil May Cry 5. Yeah,
2: I figured that one
3: would be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if its level design gets dropped about midway through, <laughs> Devil May Cry Five is a love letter to the fans who've been there since day one. I adore video games that you can tell the developers had a lot of fun making, and this is one of them. Nice. Number two, Tetris Effect. There isn't much to elaborate here. It's EDM-driven Tetris on hallucinogens. <laughs> my ideal Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, that Not game A lot of good
0: is... Tetris content lately.
3: Yeah the the one two punch of Tetris effect and then Tetris and 99 is kind of
2: unbelievable yeah mm-hmm. Tetris had a goddamn good year
3: yeah uh, number one Tekken seven Ooh. I'm struggling all to right. find I know interesting I'm struggling to find the words to put it succinctly why this game is number one because te- Tekken seven is so honed beautiful a delight to watch and it all feels so very very good it's like playing a mo- moog synthesizer and chess at the same time. Even if its single-player content is perhaps the weakest I've seen in a Namco fighter, I don't think it really matters because its cores are that strong. This iteration of the King of the Iron Fist is the king of fighting games for this decade. There you go. Thank you all for another year of podcasting. Can't wait to see what the new decade will bring. In the vast reaches of the World Wide Web, you, you have all created a space that is my favorite.
2: Aww. Aww. Uh-huh. We love you, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you. Rhett, it's a Moog synthesizer, by the way. Oh, you know, I don't play
0: myself for saying that one wrong. <laughs> I'm excited to get to Tekken in my fighting
2: game journey. It's, it's, the first one's close mm-hmm. on the spreadsheet. I like Tekken 3, but I don't really like much of that series beyond that. Mm-hmm. I, but I think it's probably just because that's the only one I own. Like, everybody in the world owned Tekken 3 on PS1 for some reason. Mm, I don't gotcha. even remember I, don't I, think even I had where, Tekken 2. I don't even remember where I got mine because I've never paid for Tekken but I for some reason have a copy <laughs> of Tekken 3. It's mm-hmm. the Super Mario Brothers 3 of the PS1. It may just very well be. <laughs> so I've got a listener list if uh, we're finished yep. with Mr. Psychic, Psychic Heists. Mm-hmm. All right our next list comes from Poncho Smith. Good friend of the podcast, been around for a while, and uh, owner of the only known Polly plushie. For now. For now. <laughs> that is going to change, I'm hearing. But he's the one who brought the uh, Polly plushie to fruition, oh and God. I'm still just kind but of amazed that that happened. So, Poncho writes just read this list, assuming that I put afterward at number four, okay? <laughs> Here it goes.
5: <laughs> oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Pretty dr. Look, look. Fine.
1: <laughs> fine. Whatever. It's
2: fine. <laughs> Number three, River City Girls. A lot of retro style throwbacks this year. The best of them were faithful to what came before while putting their own spin on old formulas. Something like Blazing Chrome or Bloodstain could have easily gone here, but those games don't have a Bobo teaching you about puberty. My <laughs> God this is a game i absolutely want to play like i just love its style i love the attitude that it has i might not be the biggest fan of kunio kun slash river city ransom but i really love like everything that game's going for stylistically
0: i really love all the screenshots that everyone posted on twitter over and over again yes those specific shots that everybody kept sharing good they're
2: real good they're real good great main characters too just great designs Absolutely yep. lovely. Number 2, Katana Zero. There's another another big ol interested in game. Mm-hmm. If you've been missing that Hotline Mi- missing what the Hotline Miami games had to offer, then Katana Zero will easily fill that void. It's a fast, stylish, ultra violent romp through one man's own fractured chemical induced nightmare. Just need that DLC to come out to actually wrap up the story. Oops. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Eps. That's a I love when they do that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, you played Cross-Code, and that game's story's not finished?
3: Uh, that one, I will not throw it under the bus. The story was definitely finished.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: I'm thinking a more like Ashura's Wrath was the real big... Oh, for that. God. That was real bad. Like, the actual
2: kind of a... game's fucking ending. Yeah. Anyways. That game's still real good, though. <laughs> It's so stupid. Okay. I
3: I want them to remaster that so bad and just
2: do a complete edition. Yeah. No, they remaster it, but they don't include the DLC. Oh, God. (laughs) No, see, Capcom's smart these days. True. All right, and Pontius Smith's number one game of 2019 is I, the Somnium Files. Speaking of nightmares, this game, far and away, left the biggest impression out of anything I played in 2019. If nothing else, we've got a pretty lengthy poly LP out of it. It's just too bad Boss will never truly love any of us, since we aren't boy band members. <laughs> yeah, Boss is wifey of the year, by the way. Yep, yeah. She's, she's so... She's really hot. <laughs> <sighs> I, I said once that like I was going to interview her voice actress but i don't think i literally don't think i could <laughs> because her her voice would literally melt me like butter and that's all the podcast would be it's just me Just uh uh uh
0: this like record one of those like um those just like kind of slightly dirty like hey <laughs> just like ASMR. Oh, God. Oh, God.
2: I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I literally couldn't. Boss is... Look, Boss is literally 255% my jam. Like, she's probably the hottest video game character ever. <laughs> Ow. Dude, I like her a lot. <laughs> Apparently. We're talking about... Like, look, it's a character that kind of hits all of my jams at yeah, once. I, I totally see it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except the weird feet thing. I'm not really into that. But That's thats her. That's her thing. Not mine. <laughs> I mean, I'd do it if she wanted to, really. Like, I mean, it's... I mean, I got... I'm not too proud. I'm not too proud. Right?
0: Right? No, I get it. That's probably which, okay. Which, I assume...
2: Never mind. <laughs> okay. How can we make the audience? Are you saying feel- you want to
0: be stepped on by the boss? Is, is that what you'd be she, okay being stepped she, on by the
2: boss? She mentions several times throughout the story that she likes having her toes sucked. Oh so, yeah, but- yeah, So I mean, fine, whatever. Yeah. Not my thing. I'll, I'll do it, but
0: but, you're, but you'll you would suck boss's toes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would.
0: <laughs> this took a turn, huh? No, hey, I, I think I'd suck boss's toes. I don't know. Her, I don't know her as well, but I I think. I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. You're you're in a safe space, Polly.
2: Exactly. It's fine. It's fine. No so one, hey Rhett, bad. would you suck it? Anybody anybody's toes uh... up? Yeah, Rhett, uh, what fictional characters' toes would you suck? Come on now. I've already said that I would suck Boss's oh toes. God. Well you're you're on. You're... game time, Rhett, let's go. The the objective is to make the audience as uncomfortable as uh... possible.
3: Oh, not just the podcast members. <laughs>
0: No, not just it's us. It's a, we're bringing
3: everybody you along.
0: You can't, can't make us uncomfortable, <laughs> unless you want to take that as a challenge. <laughs> so John, do you have a number four?
2: Oh, that's that's bowing out. Uh, wow, well, we have... might we might have found the next socks cast duck. <laughs>
0: Is... We'll get the answer one day, these days, right? Something. You know, it'll, be, it'll be in 2021, and you'll finally say, all right, I found, I found... Her. Okay,
3: wait, I'm I not... think I know the answer. Oh, all right, all right. It's the girl from Sound Euphonium. She has very nice feet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not where I saw my evening going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there had to be a couple, a couple good, um... A couple, couple good, uh, spin balls. Spin balls? That's how they call it, right?
2: That's exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. I can't. You okay? I'm good.
0: Fuck, this is funny to me. Okay. Couple more, let's go. Um, so, continuing my streak of just playing a bunch of absolute fucking bangers this sure, year. Yeah. Um. I did play House and Fata Morgana. Yo! Oh. That, that
2: game's real good.
0: Hey, y'all, this game's real fucking good. Woo! Woo! I, again, in the, we're in the perfect zone here. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> so, this game is just absolute, like... I think folks, I think a lot of, I I talk with Polly about this, where a lot of folks will use tragedy porn as, like, derisively. Yeah. Like, it's this is a lot of really sad, bummer shit happening over and over, and they go (laughs) real hard with it. Yeah. Um, Whereas with me and Polly, I think we really can deeply enjoy it when something, because, like, folks like happy stories. So, folks like stories that go really absurdly happy. Mm -hmm. I think there's a place in the world for stories that go really absurdly sad. And are extremely well written and very well done about it.
2: It's very considered. Every moment is considered. Absolutely. Like, I don't feel that things are happening just to happen or for spectacle. I feel that the bad Mm -hmm. things that happen are happening in service of creating a mood and advancing the plot.
0: Exactly. It's not exploitative. It's not going into dark shit so that it can get cheap points. Yeah. And like just tug on your heartstrings without really thinking about it. Everything is considered. Everything is saw through. It sees through all of its threads exhaustively. Um and it makes and it earns all of its darkness. Yeah. Um this is a is a grim story, a grim fairy tale um that also gets extremely real. About a lot of Whew. extremely real shit. Whew. Um, just with I, I, I feel like it, it's weird because it feels like you can just do a list of content warnings, but that's also and that or list like here are some of the topics that this game gets into, but it also feels a little like a spoiler.
2: Yeah. So yeah,
0: you can you can come to me if you want to know, but it gets it. Mm-hmm. It goes into stuff like sexual violence. It goes into stuff. Oh boy. It goes into queer politics. Mm-hmm. Um. In very smart ways, I think. Yeah.
2: Um, this is a game that is, like, nothing is written haphazardly.
0: Mm-hmm. It just... It's a, it's the VN I played this year that goes into that stuff and does it completely maturely. Yeah. It just handles that...
2: Just violence and pain <laughs> and death and... <laughs> Th- this is a VN that I would say is 100% maturity in class. Mm-hmm.
0: It just oozes that just the whole time,
2: yeah,
0: um, and then it completely explodes in the end and just goes max feelings, yeah and there there's a specific device I'll talk to you I can mention to you later, Polly, that when a story uses it, it just completely wrecks me every time,
2: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and uh, yeah, you definitely tell me.
0: Yeah, um and it, and this goes for it and it goes for it harder than I think I've ever any ever seen any story do. Mm. So, yeah, this is it's ex- lots of existential dread, lots of personal relationship dynamics, lots of maturity. Um this is just a very good very good story. It goes very hard with the sad though. <laughs> That's just the thing to keep in mind. That's what you're getting when you sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I completely loved it. That's my number 4. Awesome. Cool. RIT. Hmm. So uh it feels like we're hitting
3: on a similar trend here. Lots of uh, RPGs and visual novels, right? I think that this is <laughs> a
2: year of, 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 of narrative games kind of yeah. bit in a real
3: stride. Definitely. So <laughs> mine is not one of those. Oh hey. So it's just it's just very interesting when you have to order these lists and like when dealing with games that are at least like kind of very similar to each other. You can kind of compare them on equal footing. Right. And then you get a game that is just so weird, and you're just not sure where the fuck to put it, so (laughs) I ended up putting it at number four. My number four is Baba Is You. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. Hey! Oh, hell yeah. This is the puzzle game that just don't quit, (laughs) because this game has, like, I think it's 250 puzzles. It's unbelievably long is basically how i can describe this game way
2: longer than i thought it was
3: oh yeah i remember like loading it up and you look at the first world map and you go like oh okay I, maybe they could fit like 50 levels on here or something and then you go into an area and it's like oh this one tile on the map had like 12 more levels inside of it oh, And then and then you realize like <laughs> oh no oh that i was those first like nine levels are just the tutorial the game actually only just started and (sighs) then it just it goes and goes and goes so like i would say like not since uh hollow knight has a game like so over delivered in amount of content yeah in a way i wasn't truly expecting at all like this is the hollow knight of like by the way, there's a whole other world of levels you haven't found yet over there. Jeez. But like that's not also just that there's a lot of it isn't why it's good. It's good because it's it good. is just it's just the most inventive puzzle game like yeah. I've played in fucking forever. Like the the core concept of pushing words around to mm-hmm. influence your it's basically a programmer's game literally where like you just write things like wall is stop and then walls become an object that stops you. If you break that, they won't do anything anymore. And then later on, you get you get not and and operands later on, hmm. so you can do like Baba and flower is you. So then you're moving Baba and a flower at the same time. Yeah. Or, or you can do things like it's literally pro kind of basic programming logic. And then you could there's not is an operator later. So like you could if wall is stop is like kind of wedged into the corner so that you can't move it, you could do something like wall is not stopping now. You can just walk through the walls again. <laughs> like, and those are some very basic examples. This game, like, goes so unbelievably hard into exploring everything you could ever possibly do with this mechanic, basically. Oh, that's cool. Because I, I played the prototype in 2017
0: and yeah, loved it. And now the this prototype is like... Is we like did, went for it.
3: They went for it, like, to a point where it's like a little bit too much content at the end where it's just... Because, like, I put, like, 50 hours into this game, and then by the end, I'm just like, okay, is that enough game? Like, Like, can I... Is it okay if I quit? (laughs) I didn't quit, but, like, I did maybe get a little bit... Burnt? ...generous towards looking up solutions on, Mm. like... Because I really wanted to see what was it... And I don't feel like I cheated myself, but, like... Mm. It gets... Pretty puck wild esoteric at the end in some areas. Because this. So, speaking to John's theme earlier of playing games from developers you didn't this like is their the environmental games. station alpha person. Yeah. This, we played. Me and John played a game by this developer last year or the year before that we didn't really click with. Mm-hmm. And then this one totally 100% landed for me. And, like, a lot of that game was. It hid way too much of itself in kind of esoteric post game stuff. Where, like, that the nature of that stuff is kind of just built into the fabric of this game
5: mm-hmm. so
3: it feels way smoother when you start getting into the meta as it is literally called it's just there's so much of this game and like there's like 10 or 11 overworld worlds that mm-hmm. like have kind of every area will have like its own word or a couple words that have unique properties it, and then it doesn't really reuse them that much, where, like, there's a space-themed area where, like, the, the main game is kind of a it's played, like, top-down perspective basically. There's one world where, like, it plays like a side-view thing if like, gravity is turned on. So it's like, if gravity is true, then, like, everything will just start fall- <laughs> Everything will start falling to the bottom That's of the screen. That's so good! It's So, so like, It really wraps itself away like it just plays with the rules in crazy ways like empty is one of the words later on oh so like you you can so like you'll have things that will like it will only affect empty spaces oh and yeah so like one of the things you can write is like you you is empty or empty is you so now you're playing as the tiles that don't have anything on them it gets wild you guys that's that's so fucking mind bending I think all is one of the words so like Baba is all will just oh Jesus (laughs) yeah it gets so wild (laughs) there's words that will like spawn an object from you every single turn where it's like Baba make Kiki and like so every single turn (laughs) a Kiki will pop out of Baba oh no this game gets so wild, and, like, it's really good. Like, I was, like, it's so weird for me to justify, like, a puzzle game versus all these, you know, narrative grades, but it's, like, I had a lot of damn fun with this wacky game.
2: Yeah, like, obvious.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack's okay.
2: Mm.
3: Like, <laughs> it's okay! Like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, against, you know, Xenoblade or Four Two Eight Shibuya Scramble, mm. the soundtrack is extremely relevant for a puzzle game where this game will make you mad because I was staring at some puzzles for like a solid hour <laughs> and just not being able to wrap my brain around it. I think this game is perfect on the switch because you, you may just want to take it with you and just like look at these puzzles for a few minutes Yeah. every once in a while. Cause like a lot of times it was just like, I would get myself like wrapped into the wrong solution. And then I don't know. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you'll just, you, I, tunnel vision, that's the word. Yeah. Where like you think part of the solution has has to be XYZ and then you realize like, oh, the solution was something else entirely. And yeah. like sometimes re detangling your mind is really difficult.
2: Way over here in QRS.
3: <laughs> yeah. But that, that game's really good. I'm I hope John gives it a
2: ch- I definitely shot want to. like it's a game that like it, I yeah. I at least want to try it's like, a
3: block pushing puzzle I know game it's a I blo- understand.
2: I know it's a block pushing puzzle game but I'm hoping that like maybe like the logic hook, which is something that I really yeah. enjoy. The hook is so good. Like I hope that the logic can maybe keep me from falling off on that and then like yeah. not let the puzzle the like the actual block pushing bother me as much. Boy, I hate like, car- I hate pushing blocks and I hate cards. The block pushing
3: doesn't like that's not the puzzle. Yeah, it does like, get in the way a little bit, but it's, like, the game actually feels very good to just move around in, which is kind of funny. Like, it's definitely feels, like, really iterated on and refined, like.
2: Yeah, it's like a puzzle game. It doesn't
3: have to feel good. It really doesn't, though. Like, if you played it, you'd understand just the way, like, the movement yeah, kind of. like, I'm gonna is, give it a look. Yeah. But, like, that's not what you're here for. So like, the block-pushing bu- puzzle isn't like isn't going to get in your way. No. The actual logic puzzles will yeah, get in your like, way. Yeah, like that's what quickly. I'm here for. That's but what I'm here get, for. It gets pretty hard pretty quickly. <laughs> Cuz it's like it's like you know how Go game like is like a 2-hour kind of haha joke mm-hmm. and then it ends? Yeah. Uh-huh. This is this is like a 2-hour haha joke and then there's like 48 more <laughs> hours of really hard puzzles.
5: <laughs>
3: like there's just so much fucking game here. <laughs> So that's that's Baba's You. Cool. That's a good pick. One of the best puzzle games I've ever played. Nice.
2: Awesome. Nice. Polly. Yo! Do you have a number four for us? I got a number four for you. We, we've we talked about our number four already, but I'm going to go ahead and list it because I, I believe that this game has... You don't has, play by anybody's rules. I don't play by anybody's rules, and I, I agree with the assumption, or, or not the assumption, but the assertion that uh, this game is perfect. And I'm going with number four is Wander Nice. Mm. No game... Like I played this year, I feel uh, exuded more joy and good vibes for me in 2019 than Wander Song. Like, yeah. uh, and it's a game that like I-, I needed those good vibes when they came. Like this game, mm-hmm. it seemed to find a lot of people at a time when they needed something with such a lovely worldview and a positive outlook. And like, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Um, there, there's just I feel like.
3: Hmm?
2: These, this last month,
3: it just felt like yeah. one of those times where a lot of people really need something fucking positive to happen right now.
2: Yeah, mm. it's it's, and it's only going to be worse in twenty twenty. Like uh, it's it's not going to be fun. Uh, Luckily, there's games like Wander Song out there for us, right? Yeah. There's, just, there's just got these games, got these friends. There you go. That's how you get through things. But there's there's mm. just so much charm and like legitimate laugh out loud energy that game games got. Mm-hmm. And it, it it feels impossible to not have a good time like like mm-hmm. yeah i i was always constantly laughing at something just like either some dumb animation would happen when you interacted with something or something somebody says mm-hmm. is just so fucking out there or and the <laughs> pun work in this game is masterful oh man you may add to that though. It's like the story actually does have some legitimate meat to it. The characters grow and have to go through some, you know, a couple of really dark and hard mental spaces that they've got to come out the other side, you know, and 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 you know, and sometimes like I think the most comforting part of the of the way this game handles a couple of these arcs is that sometimes like the answer is it's just okay to not be okay sometimes Mm -hmm. um and i think you get that in one character's arc specifically towards the end when you when when you're visiting a specific place and you bump into them multiple times and have multiple conversations with them over the course of that little area because they're struggling through their own shit the dance Um, club Right? Yeah, the dance club. That's where right. my brain immediately like that is um, like essential. That is part of my memory with this
0: game is the dance club conversation. That is
2: the strongest, like like like, apart from the ending catharsis, which this game earns in spades. That is like 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 the dance club. That entire trip through Oof. there, it's so fucking real, and it's <laughs> so a lot. And just like seeing a character kind of react realistically to just like. Man, I don't, I don't have the answers. So, f- fuck thinking about it right now. I don't have room <laughs> in my head for it, and that's fine. Um, and, and obviously, like, like there's there's resolution to that. Um, but like that moment of like, nah, I just want to dance. Like, I was like, I get you, I get you. And 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 the thing is, is like Wander Song gets you too. I think. I think. Yeah. That's just. I think that's really well
0: said. I don't think I articulated enough. Just like the, the parts
2: that are very warm and good and human. Yeah. 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 Like there's there's just a lot of, human warmth, that this game has on top of all of the joy that it's throwing at. And part of just being endlessly tr- the fucking the coffee joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that well, like if uh... if it
3: is it? It isn't the part of a billion beans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that you can keep ordering beans in the town yeah. beforehand, and I just kept doing it and kept doing it. I don't know I, what. I got that I maxed it out, whatever it was. Yeah, I maxed it out. It was out. just like, yeah,
3: you want a billion beans? Sure.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay.
3: And, like, it it remembers everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's real fun. But, but along with everything in that game, just being a delight to play and experience and enjoy, the, the, the real human moments, like that dark middle yeah. chapter is also... <laughs> you know, like, the, the, the hero has his dark middle chapter, and it makes sense as to why he's having it, like, and, yeah, it's just, like, a, a real positive message of, like, yeah, this, like, might not be your story, but you can find a part in it and still matter, and and I think that that's also a really good life lesson, Um that, that, that it's a real positive thing, you know, like, something may not necessarily always be about you, but you can most certainly be a part I don't know I, I no, a lot of I things understand. a lot of things that wander song did like I said it just landed for me at a time when I wanted uh, when I was needing something to land the way wander song did um yeah like
0: I just realized I played this game while I was on vacation in Mexico at a resort <laughs> oh did I' you did finish such- it? I'm in such a dark time right now. <laughs> oh, this is really taxing. I'm going sit in my all-expenses-paid
3: hotel room and play a little bit of song. I definitely thought that was funny when it's like you're like, I'm going to play it on the airplane. I'm like, oh, this is not an airplane game, John. It's not. What are you doing? <laughs> but then you really liked it, so I was like, oh, it worked out anyways. Oh, yeah. no, I, I
0: completely loved it. Uh, I had like a little... Literally, I played it and I was just like, maybe I don't want to hate people. And then I was, <laughs> was like my reaction was like me. I mean, my immediate reaction. And then I was like, a month later, I started being a little hostile towards it because was like maybe I do need to hate people. Oh jeez. <laughs> so it was, it was very like it's a process. Very personal. Yeah. Reaction to this story, and I think that speaks power to how it, to how much how how uh, affecting it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: I think it really lands. Yeah, like, this, this game's just amazing. Um, uh, it, it came out late last year, uh, and we, like, I, I think that, like, I missed it by a couple months. Uh, I'll also throw out, again, a, a shout-out to Poncho Smith, who picked this up for me during Christmas sale last year. Right. Uh, or I might not have experienced yeah. this wonderful little joy uh, of a game, and I'm glad that I did, so...
3: Cool. I was like I can't remember if Poly played that last year or this year because it actually came out like in September last year like people slept on it yeah for a like lot. this
2: got slept on I don't think people started really taking notice until like that review thing started happening where it was like oh you're not uh, actually a video game on Steam until you have 50 it reviews it was so stupid yeah that happened like, to Luca as well.
0: It, it happened to Luca, but it didn't really boost Luca the same. <laughs> right, <laughs> unfortunately. Right, and it and it didn't resolve for Luca either. No, nope. much longer.
2: Wait, really? Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a while, but eventually, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think eventually I'm. I,
3: positive thi-
2: positive. I think <laughs> Luca can actually be a video game now.
0: Okay. Hooray!
3: Oh, hooray! Yeah, and and can go on fifty percent sale with free free DLC. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like my, my, my woo now. <laughs>
2: Capitalism oh
3: wait wrong game. Is great. Game of the years receteer
2: all years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want if you want some good vibes and, and a story that, that definitely does have some meat to it where 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 it needs to, go go check out Wander Song. Do yourself a favor. Sing you some songs. Make people happy.
0: Aww. And and it's a game that builds a nonviolent um but very clean. Um, interaction vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. That I think is, I think they get so much mileage out of the scene. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's crazy how well they they manage to work with the very few mechanics they have. Mm, I think just as like a f- formally, yeah. it's still doing yeah. a lot of shit that's worth.
0: Because like a game like Celeste will have a really nice story, but then it's doing the a, a oh, pretty yeah. nice story, but then it's doing you know it's doing very familiar stuff. Yeah. This is also it's a large scale $20 indie game project that is also pushing forward the language with this cool adventure game, very nonviolent vocab. Yeah. And I think that counts for a lot too.
2: Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's the good shit. John, do you have, rules. do you have a listener hey, list just, for us?
0: Oh no. Right? I, got, I just got a brand new listener list in and I know we said y'all, that this is a noon only. That that the deadline was noon. But uh-huh. for some reason, I really kind of want to push to include this one. Um, I did go on a Discord, so I while we were on our break, so I uh-huh. could complain about how I made everybody feel bad, and now uh-huh. I feel. Bad. And <laughs> then somebody said, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't send a list in. I just felt like I didn't. I, I felt like I shouldn't for some reason." I said, "No, go for it. I'll include it." Uh-huh. So I'm including was not why not's list. Okay. Good okay. Okay. That's cool. Uh, and I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this list that I'm including for very unselfish reasons, just because it was <laughs> not a, a good friend, um, and I want to include their thoughts. Um, number three, 50 short games. Putting this game on my list is like asking the game genies for fifty more lists, for fifty more wishes. But Stephen <laughs> the Catamites Murphy basically treats this game as a singular release, and many of the games overlap in entertaining ways. Fifty Short Games is a celebration of scribbles, of being good instead of being perfect, of zines and web comics, and ultimately hobbyist game dev in general. It inspires me to want to make games. Um, Catamites is doing really good work and has been for ages now. Mm-hmm. I think it's like yes. I bounced off Magic Wand a while ago, but like his more his new stu- newer stuff is just like leaning even more into the kind of like like was he says just being like scribbles, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. I think that's very important. Is Embodying that sort of glorious train wrecks. Yeah, and make trying to articulate like hey this has worth it's not just the big finish the big polished stuff. Yeah Um, And number two game title lost levels Um, in retrospect the game's revelations feel so obvious but that's just not true. This extremely hard puzzle game features an air quotes glitch as one of its primary puzzle-solving mechanics and has permanently challenged, changed, and expanded what verbs I'll think of as a game critic and game designer. I want to see a 2D platform where you have to teleport through and into walls now. <laughs> um, this is the puzzle game by uh, Michael Bro yeah. from before when uh, went to roguelikes exclusively. And I, I tweeted about this earlier in the mo- like year in the a couple months ago, just like... I replayed this, and this is maybe my my favorite bro thing. Still, it rules. Um, Number one afterward.
2: I know that. Finally, I heard about that one. Hey, John's been waiting all episode for someone. I can finish. As fiction. (laughs) All right, y'all
0: have to y'all have to hear this one though. This is this is so on point. Okay, let's go. As fiction. Afterward's story of trying to live with impossible trauma is quaint and personal and probably will only resonate with people who have both been hurt really bad and have also hurt other people really bad. I'm not trying to overshare, just it's a beautiful, specific thing. As a game, though, it's extremely brave, deftly showing up the deficiencies and negative nihilism that crops up in the murder mystery visual novel subgenre with grounded catharsis.
2: Uh, Yep. I think yeah. That was kind of the mission statement when we set out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, we kind of killed it, huh? Yeah, thank
0: you. we. Thank you,
2: Wuzzy. Yeah, for appreciating uh, the real game of the year. Wasn't wasn't Wuzzy the one that also put out the the review the day that came out Very- about, about how it was like laying down in the middle of the road waiting for something to happen. Oh man, I think so. I, I think that, that, that line oh, just stuck man. with me. That line stuck with me since release. It was just like, yeah, that's basically the perfect uh, way to describe that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know something's coming. You know it. Oh man. Yeah, we
0: we completely killed it with the afterward, and it's a little bit of a bummer that I didn't really catch on with yeah. even our social as much as I think her lullaby did. But right. I'm I feel I was very happy to make that game with you, probably, yeah, like, the Apollo. Yeah,
2: like I am Fully fulfilled with what that game is, and like finishing that narrative uh, right. through line, and even just like floating the ridiculous idea to do an extended epilogue slash sequel was just like, can, can can this really be done? Can can we do this? Her lullaby the third? Yeah, there you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Wait, no, we missed it. We just gotta push it. We just gotta push it. We'll do it. <laughs> no, we do her lullaby two. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know where that fits in, Polly. It's like it's like it's a it's a dumb plan. Like bra- bravely default, bravely yeah. second, bravely default to. Oh my god, you're right. I was thinking of the trails thing. No, no, no. Because afterwards, definitely the third. But afterwards, um, still the second game. It's just we're gonna call the next one "Her <laughs> <our> Lullaby two.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm 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 more proud of, that is the most piece of fiction I'm most proud of Mm. having participated in. I really I think it just turned out very mature and good. And I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that until it breaks my spine. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll pat you too, Polly. There you go.
2: Boom! Damn! Both
0: both broken. I wish I had a spine. Bend over and die knowing how great Afterward was.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good those are good dying thoughts, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, we just killed it so bad. And we just just killed ourselves. Yeah.
0: Making such a good video game. Hey, uh, any more? um, We can circle jerk forever. We've proven that many, many times because it's just so fun. Because we're (laughs) perfect. Um, Red, I think you have one more list and then I'll do the one I just skipped over. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll do this one first.
3: Uh, This one comes in from Tengu Gemini. Hey. Okay, number three. What? Hi, Zach. I oh, said hi. Okay, number three. Honestly, it's kind of a tie between Dragon Quest Builders 2 and making After 5 do math.
2: <laughs> the boy can't do math on the fly. He sucks at it.
3: It's a very fun game, apparently, trying to make him do math. It is. But slightly better is Dragon Quest Builders 2. It improves on one in pretty much every conceivable way. It's cute as hell, and having actual goals and characters helps make the Minecraft formula work for me. Number two... Hmm, we've been hearing about this one a couple times. Wander Song. Yo! (laughs) Miriam is my character of the year. This game really got to me with its relentlessly positive attitude. (laughs) And number one, I the Somnium Files. Hey! Mizuki is the best daughter. I've still i I've still only beaten one root of the game, (laughs) the Mizuki root due to a frankly bullshit amount of overtime at work, but that alone was enough to earn top spot. Hey, the Mizuki ending's real good, so... Holy
2: shit, it's so good.
3: Yeah. That's from Tengu Gemini.
2: That's a solid list. Cool. Who's the
0: next list, John? Uh, My next list is Ryan, our good friend last sim on Earth. Oh, hey! Alright, so number three on Ryan's list is Sword and Fairy 6- before I get to what I like about this game, it should be acknowledged that this game is really poorly optimized, with problems such as the inability to maintain a steady frame rate, frame rate especially during combat, and even a couple game-breaking bugs that necessitate having to reload a previous save. It should also be noted that the subtitles string cutscenes <laughs> use a way-too-small typeset size that make it difficult to read, especially when set against bright lighting, which is especially problematic since the game's voice acting is in Mandarin Chinese. Just a few caveats before you go into this one. <laughs> Well, all these problems will be a deal-breaker for most people. I found myself enraptured by the compelling story in the multifaceted and well-developed ensemble cast as well as a relatively old-school-style PS2 approach to RPG storytelling, i.e. lots of long cutscenes, that brought up fond memories of playing Final Fantasy X. Now I'm desperately hoping that Softstar will translate the rest of the games in the Legend of Sword and Fairy Chinese Paladin series, because this is considered the bad installment in this franchise, and I can't wait to see the good one, what the good ones are like. Um, I think it's very cool when see, hearing about Asian RPGs that aren't Japanese. I like, think that like
2: this just came out on Steam or like a new one did, because I mm-hmm. like a bunch of people... I think this is the one. Okay, a bunch of people on my friends list have recently bought a Chinese RPG. So, this might be yeah. it. Or it's this another one. This might be the one. I've heard, I've
0: heard a lot. Of. And then Witch Spring is Korean. Like, there's... Oh, yeah? There are other... There are places in the world that are making really good RPGs nice. besides Japan. And then, like, indies in the indies us indies basically mm-hmm. um so number two this is a game that i bounced off at of the last minute even though it completely rules i just was like oh um number two is mouth sweet mm. um, this brilliant rpg maker horror game works on two levels as a riff on enemy zero and as a story about the costs of late stage capitalism and how it kills people both figuratively and literally the game uses a game boy like color palette and terrific sound design to deliver a constant sense of dread throughout the game Not to mention the way the game manages to keep you on the edge of your seat, wondering if you will be able to survive an awful office job as you, the player, watch out for invisible monsters that stalk the hallways. The climax and ending are especially to die for, no pun intended. That's Mouth Sweet by Love Games. Mm. This game is is an RPG maker game that just is very on point with its theming, and it's very viscerally affecting. It has a battle system where you for a first-person shooter battle system where you against evil against um invisible enemies.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, in RPG Maker, and it works. Huh? You have to use sound cues to find them. That's cool
4: shit. It's very good.
0: Number one, don't give up. A cynical tale. Oh, I know this one. I've heard of it too. While the crude, Earthbound-like visual style make the game seem like a lighthearted affair on the surface, this semi-autobiographical RPG developed by Tristan Barona Mm -hmm. is an exploration of his struggles with mental health and how it affected him as well as the people around him. The game deals with heavy subject matter such, such as alcoholism and suicide with sensitivity yet never feeling like it's pulling its punches. Of course, the game balances this out with plenty of levity, a colorful cast of characters, and well-written dialogue in some very wacky situations that involve parties and strip clubs. The combat is also very enjoyable, challenging the player's reflexes and eye coordination while still allowing those who just want to experience the story to switch the difficulty down to easy if they wish to do so. The conclusion is ultimately heartfelt and inspiring, giving me some warm feelings and memories of a journey I hopefully won't forget anytime soon. Cool. Yeah, those Yeah, that's... that's nice. Ryan's list. Good job. Good job on
2: that one. Nice, nice.
0: We have
2: yet another listener list. This time mm-hmm. in the form of audio. So get your play, get your play buttons ready, you two. This one's coming in from our good pal Peaches, aka Raven. So let's see what Peaches got
4: for us. In three, two, one, play. Hey hey, my mom calls me Raven. You can call me Peaches. And I played exactly three games this year. And now <laughs> I finally get to tell you all about them. Grab some butter, because it's about to get toasty. What Number Trace, <laughs> Danganronpa 2. Yo. Bit of a dark horse, but for a sequel, <laughs> this one knows just when to build on the foundation of the last game and when to pull the rug right out from under you. From the character designs, to the plot, to the trials, it's just bigger in the right ways. Mostly. A lot of male gaze, but I guess that's edgy, right? <laughs> El numero do. Helen's mysterious castle. Yo! I think I may have actually watched yes. this game streamed more hours than I've technically played, but it's still brilliant. Every praise I've heard about it mentions the innovative battle system, and with good reason. The mechanics combine the nostalgic fun of bygone RPGs with enough twists on the genre to be its own unique creation. And the game as a whole tells a beautifully complex story with just relatively simple elements. Kirin Ichiban! <laughs> crosscode, crosscode, crosscode. Crosscode! What can I say about this game other than I think I'm alone in this one? flaws, and trying to be something it isn't. I have been this happy about an action RPG in years. I got lost exploring the worlds. I had fun tweaking my character. Learning my battle strategies. Got pulled into the story. Thirteen-year-old me would be so proud. Those are it. Those are the three games that I played. Can't wait till next year when I can play three more.
2: <laughs> Only three? Only three. That was a solid yeah. list. That was a solid list. Yeah. Like did I didn't
3: expect like, Helen to come back like that.
2: I didn't expect Helen and CrossCode. Yeah. Because CrossCode did get a couple of mentions last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helen, Helen's Mysterious Castle is eternal, Polly, Yeah, like, I, I know After 5, uh, well, he, streamed, he streamed that uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. and he ended up liking that game way more than I think he thought he was going to. Like, that game just seems to catch people off guard because I think they think, oh, RPG Maker game. I mean, okay. that's exactly what
3: I went into it thinking, and then it ended up like my number 10 that year. I was just like, oh, you're on the list at, like, the last second. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Helen.
2: And then she just doesn't say anything. <laughs> then she says exclamation point. Exclamation point. point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John. Yeah? Time to move on to the big boys now. We're in the real Fuck shit. Fuck me. This right, is so the real shit. in stone.
0: It's written in stone. This is the top three. And like, I felt pretty solid about top four, top five. And then six and seven were mm-hmm. kind of wibbly. And then seven, eight, nine were all wibbly wobbly. But but I knew exactly what my top three were going to be. I just had no clue what the order was. Oh, boy. Oh, Re- boy. Rhett says that every time, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's almost never true for me. I always just have it, like, (laughs) completely, oh, no. I know what this should be. But I, like, I had, like, a weeks-long stretch for every game on this where I was like, well, that's obviously number one. Yeah. (laughs) And then I just was like, well, well,
5: well, well.
0: (laughs) So my number three is Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky the Third. Yes. Woo! This is <laughs> <laughs> That game's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It just is the it's the perfect capstone on the trilogy of s- some of the best stories I've experienced. It's, it's certainly some of the best RPGs I've played. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a beautiful story. Yeah. And it's tell and it has a great language it uses to express that story. Um And I just, and the fact that they had the big cathartic JRPG game, and then they made a whole third game that was just, we are going to dive into all of these little threads and tie them off perfectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of that involves getting deep, diving into some dark shit and (laughs) then handling it really and beautifully. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the it's the darkest of the three.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, It's the most intimate of the three, I think. Yeah. Um. And it has some really fucking great dungeons and boss fights. Yes. Oh man, the climax, man! I like just (sighs) just just as a video game ass climax. God damn. It's hard in a way that completely caught me off guard. And it it made me happy in all the right ways, just as a as a big old formal game experience. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah that that story it just I think I think I I yeah I think I just liked the story a little bit more than Fata Morgana. I was comfortable making that. I had that comparison in my head, like which one do I like more? Because. Trails third just feels a little bit more restrained with how with how t- with how mean it gets. Basically, uh-huh. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, like it like gets pretty mean. It drags its characters through some pretty awful shit, um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 Kevin's story in and of itself is is no slouch with mm-hmm. the, the the issues that he is dealing with, uh, and the way that they dive into that, like like the man's going through literal hell and literally <laughs> throwing him into hell. It, it's such. It's so good. It's such good storytelling. Mm-hmm. This is the most um, RPG Maker energy of the three Grails games. <laughs> yeah, I, think. I feel that. I feel that, and that is said in the nicest and most awesome oh, yeah. possible oh, way. Yeah, that is the most glowing praise from yeah. me possible. <laughs> I was
3: thinking about this earlier. How it's like it's kind of crazy that a game like this exists within the framework of the super long story of these nations. Yeah. Like, how there's... Basically, there's two games about Liberal, and then this game, and then two stories about Crossbell, and four about Mm Erebonia. And this one just... It feels like it's going to continue to stand apart as, like, this kind of oddball. And I wonder if they do something again, like, at the very end.
2: Uh, Well, I understand that four does have some of Third's energy, and I believe they are doing a fifth game that is going to have... A more distinct third energy. Cool. Kondo cool. Con- has mentioned that, yes, there is kind of like a quote-unquote epilogue similar to third in, in store for the Erebonia arc. So uh-huh. I would say that there is a Cold Steel Five.
5: Interesting.
2: Cold Cold Steel Fird. F- 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 Cold Steel <laughs> the Third.
3: <laughs> the fourth <laughs> the f- f- one's literally called like End of the Saga. The
0: End of the Saga, yeah.
3: Oh. they're can, they gonna can make cold steel fifth
2: now unless that interview is old and and they they've no changed course but mm-hmm. yeah i remember distinctly reading a, a, an interview with Kondo in which he had said that uh they want to do an epilogue story for the arabonia saga similar to what they did huh. with uh mm-hmm. the third
0: yeah because i i love trails i love falcom um I will be very surprised if I ever play another Falcom game I like quite as much as Third. I think this stands. Wow. I think this stands kind of. I
2: um, I think I agree. Yeah. Um. Just because Third touched me personally on in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, like a lot of its personal stories that it's diving into are also very relatable. Yeah. Um, these are people in transition on a lot of times, or or or. Dealing with issues that like yeah, they're dealing with an anime world issue, but it's direct <laughs> it's directly analogous to something that you could be going through in the real world. Um, and I think a real theme of that game is something a lot of people struggle with in that it, it, it is are, are two of them actually is redemption and allowing yourself to forgive yourself for past mistakes. And there's also um, an underlying theme of being worthy of having things that are good. Uh, And I think that those are two big themes that hit really fucking hard in mm -hmm. that game, and those are the ones that stuck with me the most, and the ones that I've struggled with the most. And that's why that game will probably always be the one to top, Falcom-wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just hits at a sweet spot like it trails of cold steel by necessity is bigger and yeah. it's later it's got big 3D graphics and it's a, these are there're more games in it yeah um and,
2: and it's dealing with a different kind of tone
0: yeah and like you said it's going to be more anime
2: yeah
0: um this is the start and and the battle system is just going to keep kind of getting a little bit wearing on me the more of these yeah, I play yeah yeah so so Trails in the Sky, I kind of expect I won't be disappointed if Trails in the Sky is the most I ever love a Trails series Mm. Um, because I I recognize that this is in kind of the sweet spot of like they went as hard as they possibly could with these first games and it's also all the inventive energy of we're inventing this whole world and engine is in these first games Um, so and then I think Trails in the Sky the Third is just absolutely the best of those three because of how intimate it is and yeah. how human it is, yeah. So I, I'm going to continue playing Trails games forever, and I'm going <laughs> to love them, and I know that, and I keep playing Falcom games forever, but like this, this feels like a high water mark, yeah. Um, and I really, and because it's, it just. Because I I wound up a little bit when we
2: were talking about it. that, yeah, doesn't happen that happened that happened podcast. to me last that happened to me last time talking about that game mm. yeah <sighs>
0: that
2: game's intensely
0: personal for me okay mm-hmm. I can't help it yeah so Trails in the Sky the third rules um and that's funny because I did put Trails one and two at my number one last year <laughs> and third and I'm was putting mine. Trails third yeah at number three despite saying that it's better. I like it considerably more it's it's almost like I had some real
1: fucking bangers this year, y'all. Almost! I am
0: like, like, what could what is possibly better? be higher
3: than the, than the best Falcon game ever and in the future? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy shit, the stakes! Like, are the stakes ever going to be this high again? That's crazy. Oh.
1: So that's my number three, y'all. Red, what have you got for us?
3: <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'm very curious what your top two are. Uh, okay, I've got one for you. It's been a very, very long time coming. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is great timing. <laughs> I'm fi- I'm finally finding, finally, joining y'all on the Falcom train. Uh-huh. My number three is EZ, Lacrimosa of Donna. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. So I talked earlier about how... My number three through like six, I could easily take in any order, but I decided to go with this one. It's just, it takes, I, I've i played a lot of the ease games. They've never really clicked with me, mm-hmm. but because of the way this one, as John said, brings that writing of Trails over basically, makes it a much fuller experience for me. Like, this game's practically perfect.
2: Yeah, it's, I can't think of a thing I dislike about that yeah.
3: game at all it's like so smart in how there's basically two main narratives there's all the Donna stuff, but then there's also the ship shipwreck survivor story, which is extremely well done in its own right. Like I think maybe it gets a little overshadowed, but it's still really good. It's still really good and really like exciting at the end when that, when that side is also paying off.
2: Yeah. Like when when you finally get to go home, like it's it's a really good moment. It it feels bad leaving
3: it behind. And then it feels bad leaving all those characters and knowing they're never going to yeah, see each other again. Yeah, they're probably
2: not going to see each other again, given the nature of each uh, Yeah, you know, East yeah and they talk about that, like, oh, yeah.
3: can't wait to see my family again. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> speaking, you know?
2: speaking of themes from Trails the Third. I know, well, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so it's like, it's two really good stories. There's mm-hmm. also all the Donna stuff, and then they've taken ease and made it way longer because, like, E6 is, like, a Ten hilariously... Hours. It's hilariously yeah. brief. Yeah, it's like, so short. You talked about how you don't even meet Donna in this game until, like, 10 hours in. hmm Whereas, like, in E6, the... That's the end of the game. The b- mysterious blue-haired girl, like, meets you on the beach that you w- wake up yeah, on. Yeah, it's literally
2: <laughs> like 27 <laughs> seconds into the game. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It's like Zelda Time to Sword where in these it's Time to Mysterious Blue Hair Girl. Yeah. And, and Ruins. And Ruins. And ruins. <laughs> and ruins. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Ease 8 makes you really wait for both of those. It yeah, really... they do. <laughs> but,
3: like, it's not boring or bad Whoa. or anything the whole time. Yeah. It's, like, it's just super well-paced and, like,
5: It's something I really
2: you... like. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I apologize. Something I really like about the, like, this game makes Donna important from the moment you press start. Because mm-hmm. oh, the, ga- yeah. the game opens with a passage from Adol's memoirs, and yeah. he says she's basically, like, one of the most fantastic people he's ever met.
3: Oh, the line is so good. It's something it's, like, even to
2: this day, I remain in constant awe of her. Yeah, like, yeah.
3: It's really powerful.
2: Like, I think it's the first time they've ever kind of made Adol really kind of, like, attached to somebody. And I think that's, like, yeah. the first time you can really feel like, you know, dude, probably in love with her. And like Mm -hmm. that's a real strong sentiment to start the game with.
3: It's really cool, and yeah, you spend a lot of that early game wondering like what is, like what could possibly happen here. Yeah, and then it's still pretty wild when you actually
2: finally get to it. (laughs) When you actually get to Donna, and you're like, oh my god, the title screen (laughs) means something. Yeah, that's too. I really
3: (laughs) like the whole. Like okay, talking about the music in this game, woo, uh-huh, woo. the music that opening theme is yes. so good, and then, then the way they use it in the last oh dungeon as you're kind of staring God. down the final boss in the distance. Yes. that's maybe like my most one of my most powerful moments in that game is that whole so that whole normal ending dungeon. God, with, it's so powerful with the main theme. I like idled there for like an hour after beating the game. I was like, I just need to live I, in the space for a while. Just live so in that. Good. Yeah,
2: it's so good.
3: Yeah, like, as an action game, it's also extremely good. Oh, yeah, That's it just, it feels incredible. And, like, it doesn't wear out its welcome, despite being, like, really long. Yeah, it's a where, 50 like 50 hours, just, casually. You're, like, constantly getting new skills for all your characters, and, like, because you have, what, like, six playable characters, mm-hmm. I think? Or it might be, I think it's six. I think it's six. But, like, yeah, because you can rotate around between your yeah, main party and you, like, gear them all up and, you know, like, have your favorites and, like, you get new skills and, like, you're never really doing the same exact thing for too long. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just very good to play. And, like, then there's that whole Donna dungeon in the extra version. Yeah. The, the PS4 stuff that's,
0: like, really oh, yeah, satisfying that, that, stuff's, that stuff's, like, vital to me. <laughs> like it's that, not it's, in that the Vita thing. version! Yeah, yeah and that just, like, partially weird. makes the story for me because it's a part... You, you get to... It makes Donna's journey into a mechanical yeah. one where mm-hmm. it's just her going through this formal arc before mm-hmm. she meets up with the party. And that counts for yeah. a lot for me.
3: Yeah, it's really that nice.
0: partially really makes it for me.
3: Oh, yeah. I guess there's more playable characters because then she has those alternate forms as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Which I guess wouldn't be in the – or maybe they would be in the Vita version for like two minutes.
0: <laughs> and then you when they're <laughs> – go ahead. Yeah. I... No, you can say what you want. Um, when you get the yellow form and you're dashing around, and it's like, oh my Ik- god, a I... Ik- 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 dance.
2: And it's yes! just like, <clears> throat> throat> throat>
1: <laughs> fuck yes.
2: Like, they mastered game feel with that game. Everything just yeah. feels incredible. Like, yep, play, they... just, it just only plays Donna, because, man, doing everything as her feels so good. <laughs> I really like uh, the Beast Girl, Rakota. You know,
3: Ricota, she's so she's fun so fun. She,
2: she throws dinosaur bones at
3: things. Her moves are just so stupid, like pounding on the ground and you know <laughs> the twin bases that are like coconuts. I
2: remember I did like a like a forty five second video for Twitter on that once. I'm just keeping it looping. Just dun da-da, yeah. just you can just
3: keep doing it. I did a video of like doing one of like the overdrive moves where I like I kill the enemy on the first hit, and she just keeps just hitting it for like thirty more seconds. <laughs>
2: I really but like Every character Laksha is fun also. every character is fun to play though. Yeah. Yeah. I, ju- I just I just really gravitated
3: towards her yeah, for some she reason. She was fun. Her Laksha and kind I work out of my main three. It, it all's good, too, obviously, yeah. like he kinda has to be.
2: Yeah.
0: So basically what we're saying is that assassin or um delivery guy can just fuck off. He sucks.
3: Uh, <sighs> oh, poor Sean. He, he's kind of a weird the payoff to his joke is I thought was very good yeah. yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's really good <laughs> I wasn't expecting them to make it a joke, but when they did, I was very happy that they did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's no, he's great, too. They're all great. I love this game so much. I mean, everybody's... Like, nobody's quite as fleshed out as, a like, a Trails character because it's no. not a story. Yeah. Like, that. if they but wanted I, it to be a yeah. Trailscope story, then it would have been 150 hours long. Yeah. But, like, I still really like that core of, like, probably less than 30
3: survivors, right? Like, that castaway group. Yeah, yeah it's so tight. Much. It's really tight. You get to know all of them, even, like, the real minor characters, like the blacksmith lady or whatever. Yeah, like, they all I have like,
2: those... Like, you get...
3: You get a moment with everybody. For everyone, yeah. Even, like, the parrot. (laughs) Yeah, even the
2: fucking... Even little parrot.
3: I think the parrot made me cry at the end of the game when it's (laughs) like... The parrot has a moment at the end. The parrot has a moment where it's like, you're leaving? Okay, I'm gonna stay here. Goodbye. And I'm like, what the fuck? The parrot is making me sad now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If he's listening listening to this and just beaming...
3: After beating the game, I went back and just replayed, like, that first 20 minutes when you're on the boat before it sinks and just talked to everyone again. It's like, hey, you'll be – I just wanted to see you one last time before leaving. Because I I missed a little bit. Like, there's that little girl who has the captain's jacket on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I missed her the first time, so when she showed up and had that on, I didn't get it. Oh. So I, I finally understood the origin of that. It's really cute. Yeah. Also, the end of Chapter 2, fuck –
2: Oh man.
0: Oh, man. So I think compromised there.
3: I think John mentioned like, oh, the rest of my list is like all games that made me cry a whole bunch. It's like, oh yeah, that was like the fucking biggest gut punch I've like ever seen in a game where it's just like, Oh, this came out of fucking nowhere. It's ease. Like...
1: I didn't think they'd do it
3: <laughs> Yeah. Again It's not like this series, it's not like really mm-hmm mean-spirited or just vindictive it's just we're just going to have a a very big sad right now sorry about that
0: sorry i played i played oath and felgana this year there's a big contrast with how those two games tell stories yeah yeah i love oath but yeah there's a big contrast there yeah so like i think that
3: game that moment really sets a tone and earns it a hundred percent for like, hey, we're taking this serious now.
2: Yeah, it's like, like look, this shit is dangerous.
3: It, this Things could go bad here. <laughs> this isn't all guitars wailing as you run around to the beach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but there's a lot of
3: that
0: as well. Oh my god, the Sunshine Coast theme. Yes!
3: The uh-huh. soundtrack is so hilarious just how bombastic it is with the yep. guitars and stuff.
0: <laughs> it rules.
3: And then the final boss themes are extremely good. Oh Hell, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, the thing
3: god. I've mentioned this before, but the thing you fight at the end of this game is so hilarious <laughs> for just how it starts with like you fighting wild wolves and shit, and just yeah. like oh, by the way, we're just gonna you know, it's a JRPG, kill a god, stuff like that.
5: <laughs>
3: there is brain full escalation. Survival. So, easy 8
2: was so good. E8 yeah. was
0: so good. Fuck, so good. Yeah.
2: So, uh, uh... What do y'all say we continue the Falcom love Fest? Interesting. <laughs> oh,
3: all three... All number threes were Falcom, huh?
2: All of them! If, if,
3: if you're saying what I think
2: you're going to. Uh, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3. Nice. So in 8 games <laughs> Into <laughs> a series like this It's very hard To talk about the latest entry Without dropping the ball On something minor uh-huh. or major
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> from not only this series but like the two that preceded it because this game is so fucking embedded in that lore now And like this is a game that's so much about oh hey here's a lot of the big fucking answers to questions you've had since Trails in the Sky <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, but what I can say is this game really succeeds at where I wanted it to the most um, it moves the story of class seven forward uh by not only catching us up with a cast of characters that we already love and you know we left at the end of the previous game like look we're we're going on to adulthood now we'll we 'll catch back up with everybody like in a bit we gotta go do adulting now mm-hmm. um it does that but it somehow manages to weave an entirely new Class 7 into the mix with an entirely new campus of students without the stage ever feeling too cramped. Like, I still fucking care about all of these new characters, despite the fact that, like, look, I'm here for Skylore, I'm here... Like, like look, show me Olivier! <laughs> show me... <laughs> show me Josette! <laughs> Uh, Show me all the characters from Cold Steel 1 and 2 I liked. You know, like, you go into this game for that, and then the new Class 7 is just, like, so immediately captivating and really, really well done and acted. Um, So the fact that they can do that without the stage feeling too crowded, even when the game's trying to juggle through two complete different classes at a time, like, I think that that's real (laughs) amazing that they pulled it off. And um, I guess I could say that the story ends on a note that just makes you want to jump out of your chair and start throwing fists everywhere. <laughs> and it feels great. It's it's great. It's that, It feels great that it's that kind of ending. It's a game that's also very generous about doling out information we've waited for for a long time on this world, these characters that enter previous games. So by the time you reach the end of this game, you feel, like, like you really feel like, okay, everything's literally in go mode now. You can't pump the brakes at this point. You're spiraling at 255 miles an hour toward fucking something. You don't know what it is, but this game has written a lot of checks that Cold Steel 4 has to cash, or oh boy. Oh boy. I don't, what like, if Cold Steel 4 is bad, Oh. Because Because the setup setup that they have done in this game is immaculate. It is fantastic. The last four hours, the last ten hours of this goddamn game's narrative, like, fuck that. It's not even about that. It's the whole thing. This game does not have that point where it slows down. Like this is a yeah, game.
0: You, you told, y'all told me like chapter one was like twenty hours and it was just immediately. Chapter going.
2: one. Chapter one. Like like I said. Well, God, it's so hard to. Oh man, spoiler
0: <laughs> cast. hey, hey Polly, we've done this song of dance every single Gotti podcast for like three years now. I know, like, definitely <laughs> we've done it. We can keep doing it. We got this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> it's
2: it's it's just look look look. Look, 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 look. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Trails of Cold Steel 3 does a lot of setup that's real fucking good. This game is, it's immediate. Like, chapter one is so densely packed with big shit and big players on the stage. Like, it's just chapter one. You realize that there's probably 60 more hours left when you're at the end, but Chapter One feels like it would be a standalone game. That's there, wild. There's so much. They're just constantly dropping shit. Like, this game's walking around with all this Trails lore. It's like that meme of, how can I possibly hold all these lemons? <laughs> Like, this is, like, dropping all the Trails lore instead. (laughs) Dude, Trails of Cold Steel 3 is good. It's real fucking good. And, my God, please announce East 9 or Cold Steel 4 soon. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Whew. I can't say more about this game without spoiling something. I I really can't. Other than that, like, hey, the English voice cast knocked it out of the park again. Uh... Erica Herlocker, uh her 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 role as Yuna is by far probably my standout for uh that game. She just has so much emotional range and she pulls off uh some really big emotional scenes that need a big emotional impact, you know, of a character going through the, the, the real harsh realities of, of of a war that's torn her home country apart and it's just man, she's real good. <laughs> She also voice. She was also the English voice of Iba in I the Somnium Files. Huh. So yeah, and, and on from Persona Five. So yeah, good. So a lot of good acting chops there. Uh, but yeah, Ooh. Trails of Cold Steel Three is real fucking good. Uh, it should be no surprise at this point that a Falcom game is good. But hey. <laughs> We just had three of them for a number we three. We just had three. So we just had the Falcom. So we're there. saying that we're saying that
0: Falcom, like they're not really cut out for the number one and two big leagues. They're just kind
3: <laughs> of literally just said that the Trails was your number one last I know.
0: year. <laughs> we've, we, yeah, and I think Trails was probably his number one last year. So they've really kind of gone on the downturn lately. You literally, just we're said, not really all about uh, Falcom this year. This
3: is the best Falcom game I could possibly ever imagine <laughs> in the future.
0: <laughs> and it's a number
2: three. So what the hell is John keeping for number two, God, two I think we one. got some user list first. All right, so we got another listener list coming right up. I got that one. It's a hot one. It's coming, up. It's coming from our friend, our good old pal, Jetstorm4. I know that guy. Mm. He's, uh, he likes, he likes RPGs. That's what I heard, anyway. That's his, that's his jam. Yep. yep, yep oh, yeah? Yep. yep and elf girls he he likes elf girls and legs <laughs> as well hey we got some things in common got some things That's in common com- there okay, there you go he says hi Soxcast it's Tom again here to deliver you his game of the year 2019 top 3 before I begin though I must say there is one game I played there uh, there is one game I played this year uh, The Legend of Heroes Kiseki, that is banned from this list due to being too good and would have shaken <laughs> way too much up I call that being a coward Jetstorm, that's what I call that You don't get points for being brave there No, no I call that cowardice A.K.A. being a gigantic <laughs> little chicken shit You like that? How's that chicken shit? So the rest of chicken shit 4's uh list goes as follows <laughs> <clears throat> Now that that's out of the way number 3 Shadows of Adam a game that advertises itself as an RPG for people with jobs but it's actually a clever that but it's actually a clever twist on the style of RPG that Saga 3 or Final Fantasy Mystic Quest presents except it's difficult and the story has meat on it As Kellen searches for his father, Orazio, he finds a legacy that Orazio, a sad, pathetic individual, has left behind in his quest for revenge and the people, party members, who have all been affected by his quest for power. It's a fast-paced, beautiful-looking RPG that is also a quick 10-12 to hour playtime. Go play it. Actually, on my to-play list. It's I own it too, and it is very much on my
0: list. The the thing I noticed with that game, just looking at it, mm-hmm. is this game looks beautiful in a way that most pixel porn RPG indie RPGs don't. It's, Something about it's the not color... cluttered. It's not cluttered. Yes, it's not cluttered. Something about the color palette they pick and the way it's not cluttered, like you said, um, it just looks completely gorgeous to me. Yeah. Um I it was just very striking when I looked at the pictures, just yeah. like, oh oh, this is different from the usual from the yeah. usual thing. Yeah. This is no RFL. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is not I perked RFL. Up.
3: <laughs> I perked up when it said ten to twelve hours. I'm like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe arbitraries don't all have to be eighty hours long.
0: I know. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that it's that and then Tom likes it and yeah,
2: it looks very good. Oh, did you finish that? No, you have more to say, sorry. Number two. I, the Somnium Files. Point and click adventure, mystery, comedy, heart. A smartass AI with plenty of jokes at the expense of my boy Konami Date and a 12-year-old girl with a pipe and plenty of jokes at the expense of my boy Konami Date. I is the successor to Snatcher that I've always needed in my life and will probably be one of my new favorite adventure games to revisit later down the line. Look, a porno mag at your feet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's relevant. <sighs> oh, our boy Konami Date, a man of many weaknesses. Number one. <laughs> and uh, number one is The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. You were expecting this. I was expecting this, but I wasn't quite expecting most of this. This is a long-running RPG that, after several after several stories that start light and go hard, starts hard and only goes harder. <laughs> I had trouble with the game's new systems at first, but eventually f- found the right rhythm I needed to get battles down, and eventually found it to be a healthy challenge. My favorite PS4 right. RPG, no questions. Nice. Thanks for the good times, Thomas. Chicken shit for. <laughs> Jetstorm. Chicken shit. That's what it says. It's, he signed it chicken shit. He literally did. Because there's a P.S. <laughs> right at the bottom. P.S. I'm sorry about the whole Alno Koseki thing. It makes me a gigantic pussy wuss puss boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please feel free to refer to me as chicken shit for from now until Ollie, we end. said we weren't going to edit the list this year. I'm not editing and you can't <laughs> prove it. You're editorializing. I've never editorialized in my life. I don't even know what that is.
0: Oh, number one, it's Silas. Wait, no. Because it's not out yet. <laughs> oh,
2: weird. <laughs> Aw. Oh, John, I believe you have a listener list for us. I have a list from Lewis.
0: Yo, Louis, what is up? All right. Lewis starts with, I didn't play many games I loved this year, so it was easier to choose my top three this time. <laughs> Just kind of hitting the ground running. with like. There uh, you uh, go. Set yourself up. This is going to be yeah. a good one. <laughs> number three, Katamari Damacy Reroll. The most fun I had all year. The physics for rolling around your giant ball of things is so perfect, it's easy to forget your goal is to please a flamboyant but ultimately emotionally abusive
1: dad. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The mix of enjoyment and frustration I had playing this game was one of the most unique experiences I had with any game. Like getting a dream job you have a lot of fun with, but this person who oversees your work um sees all the fun you have and goes off goes hmm not good enough this is terrible about half the time (laughs) nonetheless i walked away from this game believing it was a super fun game with a soundtrack every bit as incredible as everyone said it is
2: fuck yeah Um,
0: i played the ps2 game i think it's perfect Mm -hmm. i think that game rules many perfect games today i know i like i just think games are i just really love games y'all ever think
2: you ever stop to think that video games are kind of good Video games rule. Man, rarely, but today, yes. Yeah, like, today, like, boy, this has been every bit the celebration of video games it's supposed to be. About time mm-hmm. we got our shit together. Finally, like, a, get, uh, an award show that matters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, there have been a couple times this year, right? like, lately, especially with, um, Got the stuff happening, where I was just, like, oh, yeah. starting to get Ugh. really, like, negative and angry. I, <laughs> yeah. I hate video games. I hate <laughs> video <laughs> games. <Polygon. laughs> Fucking Polygon. And then I'll be and then I'll just remember like, oh yeah, fucking trails. <laughs> Palcom. Palcom. Oh yeah. Palcom. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wander Song. Oh yeah. Anodyne. Oh yeah. Life is good, y'all. <laughs> well play like, I played the I played the um treat, treat RPG authors um, visual novel and was like, Oh man, video games are good. Number two <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Quest eleven S, Colon, Echoes of an Elusive Age, hyphen definitive edition. <laughs> My favorite adventure of this year. My opinion on this game is actually rather mixed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it when everyone has like these all these. I love caveats. the caveats.
0: As I didn't find the characters super fascinating or anything aside from Silvando. Silvando. The original music is, original music is some of the weakest Sugiyama has ever inflicted on us, <laughs> even when orchestrated. <laughs> and there are so many save points now that the game was too easy. <laughs> that said. <laughs> the battle system in this particular en- entry is one of the best and most fully featured, even while sticking to its classic roots. The absolutely beautiful towns and cities that are crafted with painstaking attention to detail were an absolute joy to explore, and the journey all over the world is as fulfilling and engaging to complete as any of the previous Dragon Quest games. I ultimately spent 155 hours 100%ing 100 per- this game, wow. doing the post game of the post game, and beating the optional super boss. Jeez.
2: 100% of that game is no fucking joke. Like I got the normal ending, and that's probably like the sixty percent mark.
3: There's God. a post game to the post game. There's a yeah.
2: post game to the post game because there's the God. there's the game Polly
0: played. Then there's the yeah. real game, which is the rest of it, and then yeah. there's apparently a post game to that. <laughs> so number one, this game got a couple mentions this year. I yeah, the yeah. Somnium Files. Woo! Uh, red edited made a slight edit to remove a major spoiler. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, kind of put the culprit in there. I was like, hmm. Hmm. The best story I experienced all year. I hadn't played the Zero Escape games prior to getting this gem, so I had no idea what to expect. But what I got was an extremely stylish crime story with a healthy mix of sentimentality, sorrow, and dread told with some of the best voice acting I've heard in a game in a long time. Mm. As visceral as the game could be, there was always something keeping me engaged with the rules of the game world and how it relates to the zero killings taking place within the setting. Ultimately, after my emotions were put through one hell of a ringer exploring the different branches of the game's story, I came out of it feeling like I learned something important about the importance of understanding other people's perspectives and having learned of the existence of Boss and Iba, two of the best wives in games this year. I can't believe Adachi was the culprit all along. <laughs> 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 what did you do?
5: <laughs>
0: wow. i spoiling decade-old games here. Honorable mentions if you want to give those a quick read. Untitled Goose Game, which is a delight from beginning to end. First Goose Game mention, I think. Mm. No the second one. No,
2: that's the second actually, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I gotcha.
0: Detective Pikachu on three DS, which is a great example of how to take a great concept and run it into the ground by making it as bland and lifeless as possible. It's the worst game I played all year. I almost never put games on blast, but this one deserves it.
2: Wow, there was, this was a detective crack me up. There's a Detective Pikachu game? Apparently. I thought it was, it was just it was... a movie.
0: No, it
3: was the game before the movie. Oh weird. This one cracked me up, though, because the first honorable mention is Goose Gaming, which is obviously good, and then Mm -hmm. this one I'm like, oh, it's going to be another positive one, and then it puts it on blast.
0: (laughs) Alright. So? Do y'all know what's next? Are we
2: in it? Oh, shit. Like, we are really. We are really in the muck now. (sighs) (sighs) We all know who's coming, right? Alright, John. You got to do it to do it to him.
0: Got to do it to him because you know what, y'all. I can only live according to my ideal. (laughs) My number two is Fate Stay Night. Oh, huh.
2: I knew that was coming. Yeah, I know what I know what number one is.
0: Cause I was like, I was like at the top of this year, just like finishing Heaven's Feel, and be like, oh damn, it's kind it's a little late to have the number one just set this early (laughs) in the year. Cause y'all, I really liked Heaven's Spiel. <laughs> I, I couldn't oh, tell. God,
3: couldn't the- tell. This year.
0: I really love Sakramato. <laughs> I love her. Wait,
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Would you suck her toes? Yes. Okay. Um oh, if he hesitated for a second, I wouldn't. Yeah. That <laughs> was, was gonna be a liar.
0: <laughs> I love Sakramato. <laughs> I love Shiro Emiya. I love this story, (laughs) y'all. I played Unlimited Blade Works a full year ago in December of last year. Um, And I didn't put it on my list last year, but I did have a very good time with it. And then I played the original Fate Root like a year and a half ago, like a a year before that. And I was like, oh, this is bad. (laughs) And then I played Heaven's Feel. And then it wasn't just extremely good. It was extremely good in a way that made both of the first two routes extremely good in retrospect. <laughs> or now I'd like look back at both of those, routes, just like, "Oh yeah, I completely love those." So you went to Especially my anime list place and place.
2: gave them both a 6. Yep. Oh shut up. <laughs> um,
0: uh, it just you know, you know something fa- so Father Morgana may be all classy and sophisticated and handle all of its <laughs> handle all of its subjects with adult maturity. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what it doesn't have? is really good action. Just really good action. Just the best action of anything. Any mm-hmm. like li- linear story there. It's really good. It does like the... That's something that's true across all three routes is that it just does the... The Dragon Ball Z like high stakes to the action, where the enemies are genuinely extremely intimidating, mm-hmm. and you can't even imagine the possibility of being able to defeat them. And then putting the characters through the ringer into just the worst possible situations, and then with the way they get out of it being completely earned and so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment halfway through unlimited Limited Blade Works where. I was just like, oh, that's a bad end. There's, <laughs> there's no way the story can continue from here. We've hit a bad end. Things have gotten worse so completely awful that there's no recovering. <laughs> and then it keeps going. <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh, no, this is just how things are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then it follows through on the consequences of that horrible thing for the whole story. And it hits so hard. Um, the ending of Unlimited Blade Works is the most anime shit. It's so good. Every time they play the EMEA theme, it's just the most. And, like, Unlimited Blade Works is just the coolest, best action ever. And then in Heaven's Feel, the action's somehow even better. Because it's like... In Unlimited Blade Works, it's the coolest, best action ever. And then in field right. it's the coolest, best action. And they add in this element where Shiro is hurting himself to be able to do the things that he's doing way more than in the first two routes where there's this incredible physiological and psychic cost to the incredibly awesome shit he's doing. But like, and it just why? makes him
2: that much cooler. Why would he hurt himself when there are plenty of girls around you could do that to?
0: Because he hurts himself to protect and he cares about Polly. It's so romantic. So
4: romantic.
2: He is so
4: fucking cool! (laughs) Oh my god! I've never heard John like this.
2: My god. What? This is the most fangirl I've ever heard John. He's so badass! I love
1: (laughs) Shiro! I want to be Shiro! (laughs) (laughs) He took up archery. He took up archery. I went to an archery class. So cool. <laughs> big fight. His, his big fights, <laughs> <They're> so cool. <laughs> his, his big fight. fights at the end of Heaven's Field. They're so cool. Big fights <laughs> at the end of They're so cool. Oh my god. And then I love Sakura so much. <coughs> ah! I just love her. <laughs> She suffers so much and she just tries her best. (laughs) Oh, she's just hurting so much. I want to protect her. I want to protect their happiness. They went, they just for a year and a half, she came to his house every day and they would make dinner together and eat it. (laughs) They wake up in the morning and they trade making breakfast. No, she didn't. They traded making every meal. They kept like, and then Shiro come into the kitchen, he put on his apron because he's good. He's good. <laughs> they make such good food. <laughs> they love each other.
0: They all make a good meal, and it's and it's this perfect, benign, mundane happiness. And then you just <laughs> want nothing more than to protect that happiness. Because it's put into just searing danger. And you have no idea how they could possibly maintain that happiness.
1: I love it so much. <laughs> and then all the endings. He's such a fucking sap. Master's such a fucking sap. And it just gets me. It just guts me and gets me and guts me and gets me and guts me and gets me. <laughs> oh. and the heaven spiel! him and Sakura Reen and Sakura oh my god Reen is so good she's such a good sister and such a good wife she's the real hero of all three roots she's the real hero of Fate Day Night Reen is
0: so good well Sakura and she are all caught up in their bullshit she's just like I know what needs to be done and then she does it and she's just so good and Ilya's
1: so good too she's the real hero of Heaven's Field 2 <laughs> And fucking Zoken is
3: so evil
0: He's so evil, he's the most just piece of shit villain. And it's he does the exact same trope as the fate full metal alchemist villain, and it lands way harder here. And I love full metal alchemist. He's just
3: a good for a while. The good one,
0: yeah, he's such a piece of shit. (laughs) He's talking about Oh man.
4: And it's so gross!
1: The whole thing is so gross. and gets so grody. There's a lot of there's a lot of real dubious shit going on, and it's very exploitative with its treatment of sexual violence
0: <laughs> in a way that worked for me. Sorry, it's much less, It's much more restrained than Suki is, which is just oh overt trash. Like Suki is literally, I'm going to rape you. Yeah, Suki Hime is. is Porn and just really gross, and it squicked me the fuck out. And then, um, where I've got a line, and you can, and people are gonna play Heaven's Field, and it's gonna be on the other side of that line for them. And I'm gonna be like, well, <laughs> on the side of the line for me, and I, I respect your side of the line, but boy, this works for me. Sorry, y'all. John over here is just gonna wallow in that filth, oh, mm-hmm. and then they end. And then, right after I finished it, less than
1: two months later, there's a theatrical showing of the second *Heaven's Feel* movie in my city, and I get to see it. And they just and they didn't tone it down at all.
2: Providence, <laughs> so thy gross. name is fate.
0: Yep. And then they ended on the worst, on like the exactly where I hoped they would end it, on just the most the the nadir of grossness in the series. <laughs> and it's the most like intense scene ever fuck, and then the whole Blast movie's coming out next year. You know, I love Pete
5: so much.
3: I don't think we've ever seen 16-year-old I, fanboy John unleashed this literally, literally ever.
2: This... This is monument... I feel like this is the series finale of the Sox cast.
1: <laughs> He's such a good boy. Okay. I love Shiro. Okay. Good.
2: Okay. Good. All right, so that's that's pasting. But, <laughs> oh John, like, John, give John a moment to recover. I well, need a
3: moment to fucking follow that up. Jesus Christ, so my list my list feels so small and inconsequential to what <laughs> you two are bringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, like, all right.
0: So does it make sense that I had to look deep into my heart and I had to ask myself which do I like better, Trails in the Sky, the third fate's day night and i had an honest answer to that (laughs) because
5: there was a
0: there was a period there where i was like well obviously fate's day night needs to be number two because it's because and the trails in the sky the third is number one because trails trails and father morgana handle a lot of the exact same subject material right extremely maturely where fate is exploitative and gross yeah yeah <laughs> it did not wring the same connection out of me i do not care about Fata Morgana or trails characters the way i care about fake characters mm. <laughs> and that has to be that has to be my ultimate reality there is just which of these things just yeah viscerally got to me and it was absolutely fake i'm not i'm not surprised at this at all what is surprising
3: to me is now knowing for sure what your number 1 is how could it possibly be bigger than that? What just was that? those tendencies ten <laughs> of pure emotional there
2: better gushing better be There better be a an even more animated fucking explanation for Game of the I Year. I could take that. Or All right. Been... We'll get to that.
3: Red. <laughs> What's your number two?
2: Oh, my God.
3: Follow well, it gonna... Again, I... I literally just said my my list feels so small next to the energy you two are bringing now, <laughs> <coughs> which is hilarious because my number two is the Legend of Hero Six Trails in the Sky, <laughs> first chapter,
2: <laughs> second chapter, and the third, and the third, <laughs> the entire series represented
3: because i played all of them this year i just started when the box told me to
0: <laughs> and they never stopped
3: and then kept, and i beat the first one it was like very good and then i beat the second one a couple months later and then i played the third a couple months later
2: that is literally all i was waiting for the box to do was that's, give that's you
3: trails really in, in the sky I, that's the whole point of the box to begin with was to just tell me now is time to play trails and then once I did, I stopped using the box. Like, literally, that was it. Yeah, that was that it. That was... It served its job of getting me to finally play this extremely good RPG series. Mm. Ugh, I don't know where the fuck to start
2: talking <laughs> about, though. To start gushing like John. Just find a part and start gushing.
3: <laughs> so, when I, when I finished Trails 3rd... I was I had so much JRPGs are extremely good energy
5: mm-hmm.
3: that I immediately rushed into playing Xenoblade again yeah. which I had you know been putting off for like 5 years of like start mm-hmm. and stops and I finished that like immediately mm-hmm. whereas I had such momentum going into it but a couple hours in I just had this moment of realizing like oh well very obviously nothing is going to be as well written as Trails, huh?
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
3: I like this game, the writing's fine, it ain't Trails. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only thing that matches up to Trails is, of course, Svikoten, which obviously... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your number one. Figured it out. Okay. Shit.
2: <laughs> Shit. I had to spoil uh, it, Fire.
3: Ah, uh, jeez. It's just like, I've just never connected with a cast like this mm. that just feels like human characters, like dealing with their own shit, and just the journey you go on with them mm. is just—it's a lot. <laughs>
2: it, there's just that genuinely positive worldview yeah. that it has, despite the yeah. fact, like it—it's it, a series that does not ignore like the bad things that happen in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, it exposes that seedy underbelly, but it—it it chooses to have like where i think a lot of games operate on apathy and nihilism these days mm-hmm. i feel like this game is coming from a place of positivity um yeah and that's what really makes it stand apart a lot of the time yeah yeah i think my
3: journey through this was kind of weird because for a lot of people like iffy had they played the first game and then it ends on this monumental cliffhanger mm-hmm. that sucks your soul out oh god and and then had to wait several years to play and not <sighs> even ever knowing if second chapter would ever actually come out. Yeah. And then third didn't even come out until 2017. Like, it's it's a new release still to me.
2: Yeah, it's still fucking fresh.
3: <clears throat> so for me, like, having all three lined up in a row, ready to go when I started, was it's a very different experience yeah. than a lot of other people have had to go through. But I think that kind of tempered my... Feelings at the end of second when it's like oh and I've got a whole nother game of adventures with these characters to go through. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and then I, yeah, I remember I remember you saying at the end of SC like things feel some things feel unresolved and like the ending in that one is a little brief I think like it kind of yeah hits that climax and then I just was like
3: okay and bye. It is very much about focusing on a certain pair of characters yeah and yeah. no one else yeah it's just like hey we're wrapping this story up there's a shitload of they made a, an entire epilogue game like there was a lot to wrap up yeah but for me it was like oh and I've got conti- more continued adventures with these characters to go on
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then I played the third and you know it's a very good dungeon crawlery game I basically I just want to talk about the ending of this game do it do it <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start crying I dude like this I ending... don't know which part I'm talking about of course it's the Ren part no no it's not. <laughs> no, the run he... conversation.
0: Oh, that's okay, pretty that's, hard. That's that's because yeah, of I, de- it. I definitely connected with the with the one about the very sad purple hair girl the most. Yeah, in trails.
3: <laughs> oh jeez. that's <laughs> your thing.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, there's just a thing. Can only live according to my ideal.
3: <laughs> when I finish trails third, and everyone is wrapping up in like excited to end this adventure, there's a moment where where it's, like, very clear that, like, the these characters, their time together is over. Yeah.
2: Like, definitively. You have like, to move on, because that's what life dictates.
3: Yeah. And just circumstances brought them together in very weird ways for, like, second chapter and third. Yeah. And, like, but, like, they've spent so much time, like, building them up as, you know, actual people with lives and stuff to get back to. It's, like, certain characters, like, just can't continue galvanting around t- liberal like this, you know? Yeah. Like, they've got to all go their separate ways. And, like, there's just a moment when I realize like, the adventures with these cast of characters are definitively over. And I just fucking broke crying.
2: It's, it's, it's... It's like a high school graduation in a way where except yeah. you actually care about the people graduating.
4: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and like the other theme is like they're explicitly saying like you may never see each other again. Yeah. And like like that. even knowing that there are all are all these sequels to these games, it's gonna be different characters and you know, you're never going to be together again like this, and that just
2: It's, saying it's a good- lot. It's saying goodbye to an important part of life, uh, th- yeah. I, I think that's sort of the theme that you're going for. You know, as somebody who you know, I went through a lot of shit. Like, like I just recently went through. I'm not going to say it was like a midlife crisis or anything, but uh. it's just like there's people that I haven't seen in 20 years who oh. were very instrumental to me finding myself and growing up. And I don't know what you know, like what became of you. Like and that the the end of this game is that moment of, you know, we're saying goodbye now and we don't know if we're gonna see each other again, so we have to move on smiling. And yeah. that's real fucking hard. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> well, I mean there's a line that's something like every day could be the last day you ever see
2: somebody and it's yeah. like oh.
1: oh man, you got me. Yes. there you go. That's, that's yeah.
2: <laughs> like that game's entire ending was literally just me sitting there for two hours and bawling though.
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just that, that whole conversation um, I think the the line like yes we could fall out of love someday yeah. the, that they include in that that was like oh yeah. okay y'all
2: y'all, y'all don't really it, fucking thought this through and you <laughs> yeah. get it and that's coming from a character who is very much in love and it's just mm-hmm. like the fact that you can be real about something like that in that moment is really yeah. fucking cool
0: yeah
3: cool I, th- I was just kind of more relating that whole scene to my journey through these games of like maybe felt like I was taking it a little gr- for granted a little how for good granted it was the whole time yeah and yeah. just when it comes to this abrupt stop, I was like, oh no
2: oh no. what if I move on and I don't like the cold steel cast as much Basic <laughs> basically <laughs> oh no but it's like I don't
3: <laughs> want new stories about other characters.
2: I want these characters i know the feeling i know the I got, feeling i i
3: honestly
0: got a little too attached to some of them it's like oh no weird mm. yeah oh man <laughs> if we finish this and there were no other trails games that would be such a bummer oh i mean it, would, it wouldn't be a bummer like it'd be it'd be because a great set still... of rpgs yeah it's but still... man it's nice that there is that that yeah. little light like okay there's more there's still more okay thank goodness i
3: just I've kind of glanced at a few character pages mm-hmm. to see if they show up in later Cold Steel games. <laughs> like, I won't read any spoilers, but just knowing hey, boo, comes back at some point. Like, mm. even just that tiniest glimmer is like, okay, gives me life.
2: <laughs> hey, Cold Steel 3, I, you got, I, I, got I a lot I of that. <laughs>
3: I mean, those wikis have no chill, though. They'll, they'll just post stuff about Cold Steel 4. Already. I absolutely stay so away be, from wikis. You gotta be real careful if you're real invested in nothing.
2: I, I just stay the fuck away. Like, I will find out when I play the video game. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's so far away that, like, I will forget.
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, right now, I just want to know if Momo comes back. Also, second chapter, so I was talking about the music in all these games earlier. Mm-hmm. The second chapter has the best final boss music. Holy shit, it's so good. <laughs>
1: so good. For some oh. reason I would always
3: thought the first form was the best, and then on my re-listen, of, I listen to all the soundtracks for all of three course. games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the third phase bo- final boss fight in second chapter...
2: Wow! It goes! It goes, man!
3: It goes so goddamn hard. It's, <laughs> it's a fucking magnificent track.
2: Fuck yeah.
3: However, there was one game that made me go, oh maybe this top Xenoblade is my s- soundtrack of the year, and I, eventually I decided that it didn't, mm-hmm. but that was the third.
2: Yeah. Third soundtrack track. of that
3: was real good, like, on its own as a listening experience. It's
0: real good. Yeah.
3: Like, I was surprised, like, how much it just completely vibed with me to the, the other day of just, like, oh, this is just a ton of really good atmospheric melancholy tracks mm-hmm. with some real good boss themes intermixed into it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And, like, the music towards the end when it just becomes like a whole bunch of big bombastic triumphant songs like oh, really kind of fits the whole theme yeah. of that game as well yeah uh, third is real good third is interesting <laughs> really because like it third probably could have been its own entry in my list like i it does stand apart from the other two mm-hmm. pretty clearly <laughs> but i was just like i'm gonna lump them all together because that's crazy
2: got, got, gotta get subnautica in there <laughs> yep
3: I just, like, when I went into it at the start of the year knowing I was going to try to play all three, I was like, yeah. There's going to have
2: to be one. Hmm. D-
3: this is just going to have to happen. Yeah. Like, but I, they, I, they, I put
2: someone... one and two together, so. Yeah. I did, too. i oh, my number one last year. Yeah. Yeah. God, Falcom, you've got some crazy representation <laughs> for, like, three years in a row. They just, they're just fucking pros. God. Y'all. That's.
0: I think that's really it. It's, that's something I'm. am coming to respect a lot. Is just the folks that get it fucking done. And they just. And they know what they're doing and they know what they're making and they iterate smartly. Um, I think that just counts for so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the fantasy novel authors that have written like thirty books mm-hmm. and, like yeah. I like I, I can know I can just pick up a Sanderson book and have a good time because he knows what he's fucking doing right. Um, versus like. The folks that will put out two books in 15 years, and I think that's comparable to a lot of other Uh. games, folks. It's just like, okay, you can just make a You know the process here, Mm -hmm. your prose, and I really respect that. But it's also like the fantasy
3: author who writes 30 books, and they're all connected, and there's a very specific order you have to read them in.
0: Well, that's also Sanderson. That's, yeah, I was <laughs> oh, about to say, okay. that's a Sanderson. the Sanderson. I didn't know he that. Has, he has his individual trilogies, and then he has the Cosmere, which they all take part in. Oh, so like exactly the same as this then? <laughs> I really like Sanderson.
3: Whereas there's the Trails trilogy and the Crossbell duology, you know, <laughs> that mostly stand on their own, but until the end of Cold Steel 3 apparently, where everybody's here. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. All eyes are on Erebonia. Mm-hmm. Falcom gets
0: it fucking done. Falcom makes me want to make good video games. <laughs> Falcom, makes, Falcom is, like, super intimidating, though. Like, the level of craft in these is, like, unmatchable, really. But then but then you look at their, like, earliest games, and they're good, and they're very small-scale in comparison, and you're like, if I start making my small games, then I can just keep building. See, <laughs> like, that's the thing, is shit.
2: Falcom is a small company that... Has always just worked well within their means, and I think that they've always stayed in their lane and retained a consistent vision and retained a consistent level of quality that lets them continue doing what they do.
4: Um,
2: yeah, and it's it's sad that they're not as um, successful as I feel they should yeah. be, given the amount of uh, given the amount of proficiency that their work has. Um, but. The fact that they can exist at all in, like, what video games are today... I know. Um, it's just kind of amazing. I mean, that
0: if they had to compromise who they were in order to become, like, super super mega successes or whatnot, then I wouldn't want them I wouldn't, to. I'm yeah, I wouldn't, they, I
2: wouldn't want that output.
0: <laughs> it seems like they just, like, they're not in the headspace of, we have to grow and grow and grow no matter what. That's the goal. They and want to grow deep. sensibly. We want to sustain... We want to continue having this sustainable business where we keep can keep making great art. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's and that's really smart because yeah. a uh. lot of companies just blow up too quickly and then, oh, we overstaff. Now we're out of business. Whoops. Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: I love like, that. I'm so yeah, hyped. the fact that Cold Steel 3 kind of, or Cold Steel in general, exists in the, the modern space is kind of a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they had to make it maybe a little more anime. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the fact that, I think it's that, like, when I'm talking about any big game company, like, I always think, like, well, they pro- they might still have, like, a really bad crunch culture. They might still have oh, yeah. bad sexual harassment happening. I don't know. I'm not there. Um, but the fact that they are consistent, as consistent as they are, and not stepping out of their means, not having, like, big high-profile failures, because they're not making dumb choices, <laughs> and, um, it makes me think that they've got parts of their head screwed on right that in the ways that a lot of other big games companies don't yeah and i really respect that
2: cool falcom rules hey Hey, polly welcome to the falcom hour
3: oh god i knew this was gonna happen
2: i knew oh man oh man man, what's next oh jesus all right so polly time for me my number two. Yep. Oh boy all right well uh... anyway so this is one that's already been mentioned on the podcast once already. Oh. Um, doesn't mean we can't talk about it a bit more. Yeah, uh, let's talk. Let's let's talk a bit more about Shovel Knight: Plague of Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> no, uh, let's talk about the House in Fata Morgana. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is a game I almost entirely wrote off based on its premise alone due to the taste left in my mouth by umineko (laughs) the idea of slogging through a similar setup of a mansion haunted by a witch who torments its rich inhabitants for perceived wrongdoings (laughs) pushed me away pretty fucking hard I was swayed only by the words encouragement and literal foisting of the game upon me by one Edwin Tiong, who we know as Omidon. He was a uh, voice actor; uh, a lot of people should be familiar with. He was just very like he knew that I had a history with Umineko, and then I hated it. And he was just like, "No, you need, you need to play Fata Morgana. You need to just play." Wash that taste right out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, just like like no, seriously, go go play it. It's like, dude, I just, I can't do it. I. I, I can't I don't I can't have it again. I don't have love in my heart. <laughs> uh so he foisted it upon me. I played it early this year and uh look at check it out. Like it's uh, I played that game in January and it's December and I still feel the impact that game left on me. <sighs> um I can relate. Yeah. It ooh, man. Like so guess what? The House of Father Morgana is really good. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's good for essentially all the reasons you'd want a visual novel to be good, and all the mi- the fucking reasons with John and so they're suffering. Yeah, they're for suffering. suffering. <laughs> Wait, do women suffer? Of course. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. But the, the the writing is fucking impeccable. The characters are fleshed mm-hmm. out and polished to like a ridiculous degree. The interactions are just really well-written and believable. And, like, the tail the game weaves is just, like... It's dark. It's heavy. It tackles a lot of very difficult territory with, like... Just like a, we, we said before, an immense amount of maturity and class, the likes of which I've just never... I've never seen it handle... I've never seen games handle this kind of material before well let alone be very respectable about it Um, for the story and characters there's believable progression and that like it's a bit of a slow burn to get where it's going Um, and I think it's doing that to kind of like it's a game that wants you to always feel like it could lash out at you at any moment Mm -hmm. Uh, So in that way, like all of the progression and when the story kind of starts heating up, it always feels earned and kind of like it doesn't matter in the end whether those stories are good or bad endings. It's that it's like like this is a story that's earning every single thing, every single thing it's showing you. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't give enough. Uh, props to, like, the level of respect and understanding and knowledge the authors, or the authors, I'm not sure in this case, have for the delicate issues they've chosen to handle, be it from, like, personal experience, uh, or if it was just properly researched. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you don't... hmm. (laughs) Stories don't... Modern game stories don't cover tough gender identity questions or the post-traumatic stress disorder from, like, sexual violence. Um, but this is a game where, like, as someone who has experienced both, I felt understood. And, like, even if the game's themes don't 100% match my experience, I feel that If those are things you've been through, it's very uh, realistic and uh, respectful. Um, So, like, that stuff kind of means a lot. It's just a game and a story. It's characters that'll stay with me for a really long time. It's like, it's a story that's told honestly. Every character kind of ends up where they need to go in an honest manner. Um, Even, like, for the the primary point of conflict within this story, um, which is like the, the one that I was kind of latched onto the most, the fact that that character arrives at where they're going in an honest and natural fashion. Like this could have gone two different ways. It could have gone like in a way that I feel would be contrived and overdone and, kind of just, like, safe. Whereas I think that this game takes a quieter uh, approach to giving you a similar kind of catharsis, but doing it on a certain character's own fucking terms. And letting that character have that agency because they fucking mm-hmm. deserve it.
0: I know exactly what you mean there. Yeah, yeah. So Which, which conflict you're referring to, I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just, man this game is long it's going to take a bit to get through um and it like we we've said many times a lot of content disclaimers but man it's just ultimately uh like it's probably one of if not the best visual novels i've ever read like mm-hmm. it, it, it i mean just even as a piece of fiction like not even just oh a good visual novel this is a fantastic story regardless of the medium like this could be a novel and I will have read it and been satisfied this could have been a movie and I would have watched it and been satisfied in the same exact way had you know everything obviously been handled and written the same way but
0: Mm
2: -hmm. the House of Fulton they do do use the visual novel language in a couple very smart ways oh boy Oh, boy. <laughs> the House of Fata Morgana is just really fucking smart. Mm-hmm. And it's almost criminal that more people aren't talking about oh, yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because of how fucking good it is. And, it's a 2014 release, right? Yeah, this is a 2014 Gosh. release. Jeez.
3: <laughs> I think it actually just came out on PS4 with
2: some small visual tweaks. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really seen anybody
3: talking about it, though, still.
2: Yeah, there, there's a uh, collection of stor- short stories... Um, that was released afterward as well. That I think is also a part of that collection. So, uh, um,
0: but... in
2: addition to the like
0: the eight hour yeah sequel thing
2: yeah gotcha. So yeah, the House of Fata Morgana. Uh, if if me and John kind of just uh, <laughs> screaming at the top of our lungs about this one and how great it is, mm-hmm. if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what would. Uh, but but it's it's endorsed by the authors of Afterward. Yeah, endorsed by the authors afterward, wholeheartedly. Like this game, this game, this this game's special. It means something very, very personal to me. I think Uh, it's it's a story that I am not going to soon forget. Mm -hmm. That that much is certain. So that's my number two. Hey Polly, yo,
0: I don't regret. I don't think that I regret putting Fate Stay Night over Fata Morgana, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of regret. (laughs) Not being the person that could put that would put <laughs> Morgana over face statements. Like I can't lie about what I, who I am. So I have to say that. Yeah.
1: Maybe someday, Polly. Maybe I, hope so- I can grow into the
0: person that would put Morgana over face stains <laughs> as is good and proper. I'm not there yet.
2: Look, Grant, I've got I've got my own problematic content because I do like Steins Gate and it's weird with some things. So I'm not perfect and spotless here either. Wait, I thought you liked Steins Gate. I do. I'm just saying it's a little problematic at times.
3: Oh, definitely, definitely. You
2: after you bought it? Yeah, like I love Steins Gate. Okay, I was like I'm really excited to play Steins Gate.
1: Pardon?
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't catch I that, that, John. What did you say, Polly? I didn't catch Missed what John that. said. One more time. I did not catch what you said, John.
0: Oh, I said, I'm very
2: excited to play Steinscape. Oh, okay, yeah, it's good. It's good. I oh, I thought like you it.
3: were mocking him saying Gate instead of
2: Steins Gate. no, 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 no. I only mock you for terrible pronunciation. <sighs> or when I say... <clears throat> <clears throat> or, Sorry. Yeah. Utena. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, oh, so... Wow, it looks, we got like, some we, lists. looks like we got a, a, our last couple of... Uh, I think this one's gone longer than most of ours have. I, I think this was a particular
0: year of bangers, y'all. Yeah, it really definitely was, feels I mean, like it.
3: The gushing of these last few, especially, has been mm. profuse.
2: It's, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, Rhett, do you have a listener list for me? Uh, I do, but John is reading this one, remember? Oh, right. right. Okay.
2: okay, we made a switch there. John! Mm-hmm. And John. I'm going to...
0: Yep, I'm, I've got it right here open, and it says... <laughs> Little small text, let me make it bigger real quick. <clears throat> hey oh Pallyhod. That's I'm, what it says. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, Pal-
2: I'm Pallyhod.
0: Okay. Hello everyone in Polyland. In order to have the most optional optimal hashtag endgame party games list possible for twenty nineteen, <laughs> I decided I needed some criteria in order to narrow down my selection for oh, a lot
5: of factors.
2: Oh dear <laughs> fucking preppets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Couple sentences, y'all.
2: <laughs> people are real good at at following instructions I've found. Uh, like their gameplay, characters, storytelling,
0: etc. Um, uh, but the more I thought about it, the more I decided to focus less on what games do within their own world and more what they do to affect mine.
5: Oh. There you go. The
0: criteria for my socks game of the year list is simple, but at the same time something that I think is extremely rare. These are the games that I felt connected me to other people more so than others. Because it was an experience I could openly share and talk about with people I'm close to, close to, without the fear of being judged or ostracized for liking something. Experiencing a really good game by yourself is one thing, but I think being able to use that experience to connect with people on a new level is, well, entirely on a new level. That's really sweet. It's just like my experience playing Tsukihime. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, here are my top three games for 2019. This should come as no surprise at all. I the Somnium Pilots, God damn it. Um alright, <laughs> hey, I think, um, all right, I think it's pretty safe to say that of the three of us you have the most tastemaker powers. Like <laughs> if you get if you say, hey, I'll come play this game, or you stream it, it'll spread.
2: <laughs> Some of spread like wildfire.
0: Oh yeah? yeah? So just just you know, that's power that's power to keep in mind. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> There's a whole lot of relatable information that gets delivered in Somnium. And it was the gateway that let me talk about some of my personal history while learning about others. On top of that, experiencing first through Polystream was one of the biggest emotional roller coasters of all time for me. I can't think of a game anytime in the last 10 years where I was willing to watch a whole playthrough start to finish and then still buy it to have it for myself to revisit. I boss best character. Yes, I'm allowed to cheat like that. Okay, actually, actually I think in this case, you streaming it really got yeah. me by this game.
2: Yeah, yeah. This Like, me streaming this game, I know of at least eight people that bought it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's pretty
0: great. Those yeah. are, for a $40 game, that's like really, those are really good numbers.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Number two, there was a lot of competition for this slot as there was no way Indie Fest was going to go unmentioned here, but considering my criteria, it has to go to Helen's Mysterious. No, it goes to Wandersong. Song. <laughs> <laughs> the original concept of of doing something like an Indie Fest started when I first heard John splooge about Wander Song on a Soxcast episode. <laughs> um oh, despite the insight. I know. Okay. Hey, maybe I'm okay. Despite the inside jokes that go around, I've been wanting to catch up on my indie backlog for a really long time, and I really have to credit Wander Song as the tipping point to actually get me to do something about it. Not to mention the fact that Wander Song is one of the best ending sequences of all times. Yup. yup. Shoutouts to Miriam and the Coffee Pirates. Fuck that game yeah. lands its climax. That was very well appreciated. Um number three. Better prepare that barf bag Polly, because number three is going to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. <laughs> you fucking had to do it to me. God, this is going to hurt so much when it's Rut's number one. Oh, God. Ever since the dawn of Streamline, way back when I first did Falcom Frenzy with Trails in the Sky, I've always felt that I haven't done enough with the team. 2019 marked a great year for me when I started FF14 with TES and chat, streamed VC for Dulls, started to play Kirby's Dream Course with Jay, and then actually did a genuine collab playthrough with Revan and Mikey. Not to mention that I was pretty 50-50 on getting the game until Iffy solidified the concept of homie homeless to me. <laughs> this was a huge year for me when it came to coming out of my bubble, and Pokemon falls perfectly into the last game of the year that fits my criteria. Also, the game has Nessa's tummy in it. So like this should have been kind of expected, right? He <laughs> <laughs> yes, is right! All, end, of the, just... all
3: of this games Okay, do.
0: Polly, this part is like a Trails reference. It's oh, a little weird. Okay, let's go. Before I end, I just want to mention one last thing. Miriam, Aiba, Nessa... M A N as an in instructor, Nine Hearts Manway method. You think I wouldn't find a way to include Falcom on this somehow? Think again! I'm really looking forward to everyone's nuts exploding to Ease Nine, hopefully next year. <laughs> a lot of, of glop mentioned in this one. Looking forward to seeing what everyone else has to offer for this. Your favorite little baby, after five.
2: <laughs> He's right. All of those games, like, and his unique experiences with them were definitely things that tied him to other people. It's a really cool fucking theme. Yeah. Uh, to base a list on, fucking
3: Pokemon.
2: <laughs> there was <laughs> very
3: little about Pokemon in that blurb.
2: Yeah, I know. It was a lot of 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 more kind of like the team thing. And, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. That... To... Now, I get Just it though. One? I actually watched that Pokemon playthrough, even the fact that I hate Pokemon. So <laughs> it was entertaining enough for me to watch. So all right, somebody to be said for that. Yeah. I heard Sun and Move were better, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna play that one. So I have, in my hand, on my screen, actually, <laughs> our final listener list of the year. It goes, of course, to the one and only best wifey in the world, Iffy. And she writes, Aww. Hey, Rhett, I didn't fuck up the numbers this time, so choke on my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. I don't think he's going no to say no Ch- <laughs> Choke on oh, my toes, Rhett. Choke on her toes, oh. Rhett. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> jerk! Damn, she even said <laughs> jerk. I know. Damn, you got it hard there, boy. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> I the sodium files. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not a big fan I'm not a big visual novel fan, but I got hooked on Polly's stream of this quickly and fell in love with the characters and the underlying mysteries we were figuring out as a group. I laughed, I cried, and confronted a lot of deeply buried feelings as part of this journey. Number two, another another unsurprising entry for oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, here we go. Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers. I never thought an online game could wrap me up in its story and characters as much as this latest expansion did. This game continues to be a blast to play, and I've never been more immersed in an online game's world. Considering, like, PSO was a big thing for her, too, that's crazy. Yeah. And her number one game of the year, The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. The Resident Kiseki Queen finally has a new game to chew on and it hasn't disappointed. I don't really need to say much here other than giving shout outs to Falcon's continually improving storytelling and Nisa's impressive localization quality, Cold Steel 4 win. Yeah, like they need they need to announce East 9 and Cold Steel 4 ASAP. Give it to us. Give it, give it. So before we jump into the obvious Maybe maybe it would be cool if we took took a, took a little segment here before we wrap things up to talk about honorable mentions, the games that we just that just fucking missed the list somehow. <laughs> um, to give th- t- to give a little love, um, uh, uh, w- but without giving a number because you you only get a yeah. number if you're important.
0: It's true.
2: So, uh, John, why don't you give us started? Like, what are a few of your honorable mentions? For you d-
0: I've got, I've got seven. <laughs> okay, oh my let's God. let's zip that through these. <laughs> okay, um, Devil May Cry one. Game mm, nice. fucking rules, y'all. That game, it it rules. It's got just enough. Like, Devil May Cry one rules. Uh, all right, this is this was like the number one most sad about not including this one. I didn't. I felt dumb. TIS one hundred. I thought that was going to be yeah. I it was. I just I really wanted you or a wizard on there because I wanted like a short game because mm-hmm. I don't because those don't get represented on these kinds of lists. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking through the other top remaining four. I was just like, oh, I don't know, but this game's perfect. I completely just loved it. Mm-hmm. TIS one hundred completely rules. I can't wait to play more Zachtronics stuff. Um, I really liked Alliance Alive, even if it kind of whips the climax. Mm. <laughs> Um, but it's it's much better than sweet code one and two, and even though it shares the same author mm. um mouth sweet that's that was a late 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 one I cut out. It's a great fucking game. um I Tsukihime, I had a really good time with it and it did prompt and it did prompt like some really good introspection and conversations, yeah, yeah. Even if that wasn't necessarily because of the game, any of the game's virtues, so much as the things that were extremely twisted and evil about it. Right,
2: right. So, in a weird way, made me a better person. I think made you a better person. Maybe, maybe leveled up a social link. Mm-hmm. I think that probably
0: has more is more your is more thanks to you, Polly, than thanks to Nasu. But you know, I feel like I feel like I get some credit. <laughs> Ruff and Raffy defeat the Plutonian vampires. Okay. This game is complete. It's a chips challenge. Oh right, um, right. Send up. That's on glorious train wrecks. Yes. And the person's been making games for like Nikki. the Nikki Collective has been making games for like eight years, eight or nine years or something, just mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount. And this is just this twenty to thirty minute chips challenge remakes, um, redo, send up with hand, literally handcrafted cutscenes, like clay models. That's with cool textable. shit. Love. And it's just hilarious. Both in the Chips Challenge levels and in the writing. it's It was just like, oh, this is just completely on point. Like, you nailed everything. It was, it was this or you are a wizard was going to be there at number 10 because right. I really liked how this one turned out. And Saga Frontier. I beat T260G's route and it had like maybe the most aesthetically beautiful final boss I've ever played. Mm. It is... Saga Frontier is like one of the prettiest games I can think of. It's very pretty. It just bowls me over aesthetically and the way that... The way the play handles into that. It's just like... It's like Legend of... And Legend of Mana 2 where they're both just like very unpretentious
4: Mm. and
0: very much just, like, getting this gorgeous art and these gorgeous worlds to explore in front of you and then just letting you
2: go. You should check out Saga Frontier, too. Yeah, I want to. I, it's
0: going to be different, because it's, it's... um, But I, I'm interested. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. And then the Kenji Ito music. But, yeah, the, the final boss of... I, I've looked at videos of the final boss of T260G's route for years, because it's inspirational to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to it in context, and it was, like exactly hard enough where it took me three tries and then I just barely won with one character alive at the end <laughs> It's like this was exactly what I wanted it to be it was the perfect end to this gorgeous journey that had a lot of other high spots in an eight hour game besides just the final boss yeah so I, I love I love Soccer Frontier I'm glad I came back to it even
2: if it's very unfinished <laughs> so those are my honorable mentions what about you Rhett what are your honorable mentions I've got two. Uh, First one Mm. being Iconoclasts,
3: Mm. which is the Conjac kind of action exploration platformer game. This game has some incredibly beautiful moments. It has some characters you will fucking hate because they get in your way and just... There's a character in this game who just wants what's best for you and does it in just the worst possible ways at every opportunity. No! And I just fucking hated him. It just... I just felt like this game didn't quite seal the deal with its ending because mm-hmm. it just, it climaxes and then keeps going and then climaxes again and keeps going and then ends kind of awkwardly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just like but John like, in the bedroom.
3: <laughs> but like, I, I still had a really good time with it. It's a really cool, unique experience. And the fact that it's like entirely made by one dude is
0: yeah
2: amazing. Wild.
0: And like I, uh, the weird things that I heard folk compare this to Mistborn, which is that the sanderson series and I was like oh uh-huh. all right continue so yeah I really and I
3: think that. it like for like the high resolution pixel artwork it works really well because it's not you know super cluttered. it's very clean and sharp
5: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, my other runner-up would be tetris 99 oh wow which was it was just amazingly fun for like a week and then mm. I kind of fell off it real hard. Mm. Cuz people got way too good at <laughs> it then way people too got fast. good. At, got, people yeah. got good at Tetris. So it's like, okay, like I could I won once on like the second or third day and then eventually it's like I'm not even like cracking top 20 anymore. Oof. They added a mode that's like only playable by people that have won, so it's like the people who are really good could just go there and bash against each other.
2: Oh geez, that's that's wild.
3: Yeah. I would I'd probably get fucking murdered in there. (laughs) Yeah. That game is an amazing concept that shouldn't work, but 100% does. Yeah. So I just felt like shouting it out. There's a bunch of other, you know, doom resident evil 2, other stuff I can shout out, but eh, Mm. Tetris
2: 99 is neat. I've got four. I'll go over real quick. Um, Mega Man 11. Uh, nice. I, I feel like I liked that game up until like I feel that it had just a limp climax. Yeah, like, I think the why w- my issue with Wily Castle yeah. One was great, but then it's so good. Wily then...
0: Castle One is so good is the thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it's, it's just
2: and then it's just Robot Masters and a bad Wily fight. So yeah, it kind of yeah. dropped I, the I, ball I like for me.
0: I like that the Wily fight tied into the play. I like that it panic. used the
2: gear system.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like it, that was like, like a cute little Nintendo moment that yeah, landed yeah. for me. Nothing's yeah. ever
3: outright bad in that game. It's just very safe and kind of standard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. We're still alive?
3: Yeah.
5: Yep.
2: I'm okay. still here. Well, okay. I hope so. Okay. Um, I'll give another shout out to the RE2 remake. Nice, cool. uh, that, very nice. Man, I had a lot of fun with that, and I'm also going to give a <laughs> shout out to the Resident Evil One remake uh, that came nice. out on the GameCube because I played that for the yeah. first time this year, uh, and oh, that I'm was so excited to play that one. That was really fucking good. Oh man, did I have such a good time with that game? Like just
0: that rules. Oof,
2: so good. Because uh, I love the first
0: game. I love the PS1 version. I yeah, completely like loved that game. That I'm game's like, great. Oh, man. And then this is this is like such a classy it's remake of that remake, yeah, yeah, yeah like
2: it it, it 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 has a lot of that same uh, energy uh, energy of the original, but it's like just the right amount of taking itself seriously, I think. Uh, but yeah, like that it's, that it's and, kind of yeah.
3: I just think it's kind of the perfect remake because it doesn't really change fundamentally how that game plays. Yeah, on, not like, at all. Resident Evil 2 remake, which is like, a, it's a third-person shooter now. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different game. Yeah. Whereas Resident Evil remake, I think, is just kind of a straight upgrade across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the addition and the of Crimson it,
2: Heads was a smart idea.
3: Yeah. The fact that that game came out, like, five years after the original is wild.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that fucking artwork still holds up. Yeah. Like I was surprised at how well that shit upscaled, but yeah, they still had the HD masters for that artwork and it's so good. And they use a lot of fun lighting tricks to really make it pop. And it like mm-hmm. and in 2019, I was still impressed with with how that game looked. And that game came out in what, 2003? Somewhere, around something here. like that. Yeah, God. my my fucking love now, video too. games, y'all. Um, my another uh, my next runner up is Donut County. Nice, no, I, I exactly. I think that game's just real cute and funny, and I had a good mm-hmm. time with it. I, it was, it I was, played it was,
0: this year too, and had a good time.
2: It was, it was a good way to kind of like get off of work one day and just be like, I am gonna play something real dumb and light and put me in a good <laughs> mood, and it absolutely did. And it's it's genuinely funny, and it's like you are either gonna get its non sequitur humor or, or you are not, and. You know, I, it landed with me, so. Yeah. And the last Anza, one was
0: Fans of Donut County, check out House of a Thousand Snakes. Oh, right, very
2: good. right. Same dev. Yeah, yeah. There's a reference to it in Donut County. There is! <laughs> yes, there is. Yep. Um, and the last <laughs> game I'll give a shout-out to is a game I played early in the year. It disappeared from all the consciousness, and so nobody probably thought they'd hear me talk about it at the end of the year. But Odin's Fear Life for Oh man, yeah. Um, I, I'm one. giving that game a shout out because I think that even though structurally, it, it kind of just it, you know, it, it didn't do a lot for me structurally because you basically got to play the game five times. Yeah. Um, I still think that like the story is pretty good. Um, it has a great ending sequence, and the fact that they remade that game from the ground up into something entirely different. And they play also it? and they also included the original PS2 version, so you could go back and play that, too. Like, I think that that's just an, a really incredibly impressive package, and for, like, the 20 to $25 that it costs now, like, yeah, like, the structure fuckery may make the game a little boring, but that game would still... You would still have a good time with that game, I think.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. So yeah, those are my, uh, four shout-outs, so I guess it's time... Time. Time. John. Oh fuck me. Oh god. Here it <laughs> oh, is. We
3: all know what this is. You've gotta oh, yeah. give
2: us you've gotta give us your number one <laughs> You've gotta give us your number one game of the year. But before you sure. do that, could you count us down from ten to one? Oh geez. Sure
0: thing, y'all. I love hearing myself talk. <laughs> Alright, number ten, You Are a Wizard. Number nine, Luca the Descent. Number eight, Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories. Number seven Anodyne 2, Return to Dust. Number 6, Wander Song. Number 5, Ease 8, The Lacrimosa of Donna. Number 4, The House in Fata Morgana. Number 3, Trails in the Sky the Third. And number 2, Fate Stay Night. Here we go. Number Zero Ranger.
2: I knew it! Yeah.
0: So
3: fucking good, (laughs) y'all! I'm it's I'm sh- so I have to kn- good.
0: And nobody else has played it.
1: John will
2: play I'm, it I I, I'm going to play it. I just been so busy. good. You just have, to, have
0: p- to know this. You have to just lo- listen to me. <laughs> so good.
3: I'm going to buy it right now on Steam.
0: Please go. Please go. Please. so good. <laughs> like 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 Caveats. Like, it's a sh- it's a like it's a it's a schmop. Like it's it's a really good schmop. With some very cool storytelling and some extremely cool action, mm-hmm. um, the way they have like four different weapons you can switch between, each of which would easily carry its own game. Where
5: mm-hmm.
0: huh. um, they like the the weapons you get before stage three and four are literally just like oh each of these would be the core mechanic in another game, but then they manage to balance that in such a way that it doesn't just feel wasteful. Right, like they get the you still get. Use out of them, mm-hmm. um. And the story's real good; it gets, it goes real cool. And I think the thing that brought it over the top for me is that I keep listening to the music from the mm. the very last level and crying a little bit <laughs> of this shmup. That's because incredible. they they do some structural fuckery that makes that climax land. Hard enough to be over Fate Stay Night on my list. That like, that's insane.
3: Yeah, that's
2: me. where I'm at right now. Is that like, okay, you were literally sitting there creaming your pants for five minutes about <laughs> fate, and he turned into a little baby. For you a turned minute, into because, a little bibby.
4: I love Sakura.
1: I love Shiro. <laughs> I want to protect her.
2: And the fact that Zero Ranger is above
0: this. That's amazing. I mean, I've got two, like, two caveats there. Like, it's a much smaller story than mm-hmm. either, than Fate Stay Night or Trails in the Sky or Morgana. Mm-hmm. Because it's a sh- fucking, because it's a fucking half hour, sh- because it's a fucking schmuck. <laughs> sh- right, of course. Like, it can't do as much as those. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the reason I'm putting it higher isn't just because, my list isn't just what gave me the biggest catharsis. Because mm-hmm. if so, that would be Fate or right. maybe Trails. Um and WanderSong would probably be higher too. It's like it, catharsis counts for a lot. Um but then Trails in the Sky is also a 150 hour game. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> to get so you get those catharsis, but you really got to work for you them. You got to put in the time, yeah. Uh-huh. Like Trails in the Sky 1, like I was in chapter 3 last year just like I mean this is a little boring right and then you we all were like yeah it's a little boring <laughs> And i was <laughs> like okay and then the chapter and then like the first four chapters of, of sc are like well we're gonna do mostly just chill episodic stuff again for like 30 40 hours it'll be fine and then so like and then both and, and then also trails like the language I, I i've said this every time we brought it up basically is just like compare it to something like final fantasy six and seven um or like earthbound and it's not really doing much with the language that's actually interesting it's what it's saying more than how it's saying it it has good cutscenes with good writing and then really fun good battles Hmm. and then there's not really like the the interplay between the two you get with 90s games where they're, they're just going hog wild where you're walking up to eris with the sword over your head just like Trying to keep Cloud from pulling it down. Yeah, like that's not something you don't get those moments in Trails. No, and then Fate, as much as I cherish it, again <laughs> the first, again the first twenty hours are bad. Oh, and that's a little
2: bit of a that's, that's a little bit of a investment. hard sell. That's an investment.
0: Yeah, it's not just like Trails where it's boring a bit, but it's setting things up. It's sort of overtly bad. <laughs> because <laughs> because the first chapter of fate is also the one where it's just the most with shiro looking at saber like you need to be more of a girl and then the uh, author is like you know he's right <laughs> uh... and then you're not you're not as invested in the story so all the food stuff is just like what even is this what the fuck is this pacing wise i don't get this <laughs> And whereas by the end of Hemisphere, you're like the food oh the food um, and then even then Unlimited Blade Works I finished it and I was like okay that was pretty fucking dumb <laughs> and it basically is like this it's, it's like spiraling out where the first game is like this dumb small thing and then the second game like interrogates that dumbness in a way that's also dumb but like in a more self-aware way and then in the third game it finally like interrogates that and gets to a point where it's almost like a human story <laughs> So that that's my reasoning is that as much as I completely cherish trails and fate's day night, Zero Ranger's perfect, like actually really just super perfect. It was trying to do, it goes so hard with the action. It's very <laughs> badass. Oh, it's so cool, y'all! There's an overt Gurren <laughs> Lagon reference that, <laughs> which oh, is very, beautiful. very much set, uh, which very much earns, um, best rival fight maybe ever. <laughs> <laughs> I told poor Colin, I'm like, sorry, our new favorite favorite rival fight of 2018. <laughs> sorry, friend. Um, there's a part where you bounce a projectile back and forth with a boss, where <laughs> they hit it and then you hit it back, and then they hit it back as it gets bigger, and that's very important to me, y'all. Right. I really like it when you throw a pro- when a boss hits a projectile at you, and then you fling it back, and then you the boss flings it back at you, and you bounce it back and forth.
2: That's mm. very good. Right, right, right. Ah, like ocarina of time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a shmup with a sword,
2: and that's, that's always
0: good. good. That's yeah, always uh, like good when that a shmup has a sword. Yeah, there's lots of good sword content in Zero Ranger, <laughs> and the fact that I got to the true end sequence like several times, and then the very last time I also triggered an optional bit of storytelling, and that was that added like this extra layer to it mm-hmm. on the time that I won was next level
2: Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's,
0: there's a piece of writing in my head that has just been reverberating there that I just keep wanting to tweet it out of context and then restraining mm-hmm. myself because it's just lands so effectively mm-hmm. um, it's just one of the most staggeringly beautiful end sequences I've ever experienced in the game and it is Deeply entrenched in the game language, in a way that Trails and Fate are not. Mm. Um, I think it's like, I think it go. It's more like in your face good than something like Reflex. I think the two games are basically. I think it's. I think Rayforce Reflex Zero Ranger is just sort of a, a line of the best shmups, the best video games. There, that's a real <laughs> solid like. Yeah,
2: you put those three lineage. side by side. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's oh. that's
0: the lineage that Zero Ranger is playing. the 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 creator was explicitly inspired by Reflex, which yeah. I put at number two last year, and I think is as good as this game. Yeah, like if you, that's that's my that's another caveat. Is like I think Reflex is this good. So if you don't like Reflex as mm. much as me, this probably this might not hit you as well. Okay, so Uh. Trails in the Sky
3: 1 and 2 are better than Reflex, but this is as good as Reflex, which is better than Trails
0: (laughs) 3rd. Yeah, the math doesn't shake out. I think there's a certain level... Everything's a circle. There's a certain level of good where it no longer... Right, yeah. 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 It's like approaching the event horizon of a black hole.
3: (laughs) This is a 9.9998, but this game's a 10, so...
0: (laughs) They're all they're all tens in different ways. This is a, yeah. this, is a this one's a ten. This one's a nine point nine infinity, but that does equal a ten. <laughs> that does equal ten, yeah. <laughs> um, Zero Ranger is very good, y'all. I hope you have a good time with it because yeah, yeah. it's very. That, that, I, the I'm scary so, thing yeah? is if I don't like this, I can
3: never talk about it.
0: There's no way. <laughs> you know, it, the, the, it's not it's not a diff- distinction between you not liking it and liking it. It's a distinction between you like thinking that I'm just kind of full of it, and it's it's just pretty uh, good. It's just a good game. And yeah. then, like, completely gelling with it. Mm. Um, I think this is more like the, the with writing and more accessible version of what Reflex is like the prog rock album of. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's sort of the comparison. I think, like, this is more in your face, like, Reflex <laughs> is the weird prog album, and this is more, like, in your face extremely good yeah okay god i fucking love shmups (laughs) y'all shmups are really fucking good i love shmups and i love visual novels why do people make any other games it feels like it it feels like a
2: big mistake that people make anything other than those
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's not much to say because i don't want to spoil i don't want to spoil it I, I am sorry that I've robbed y'all the experience I had of going into it not knowing how good
2: it would be. Like, I saw you stream a, a portion of this game, and after oh. a certain point, I noped the fuck out because I was like, nope, I gotta play this. <laughs> I was really worried because I thought that maybe I'd spoiled a bunch of good shit for uh-uh. you, but don't
0: worry, there's a whole lot of that game I did not spoil to yeah, you that stream, Yeah, like, probably.
2: shit was becoming good, and that is immediately when I ducked the fuck out.
0: It was becoming max contra yeah and like it hits max contra and then max undertale and yeah it's just like it's like oh boy you're really getting everything everything good in the world yeah is here
4: oh it's so good man
0: all right <laughs> that's my number one that's, and that's why i think does it make sense that i put that over zero put that over fate yes yeah, i i get yeah. it
2: okay. i get it
0: well you'll get it more after you play the game absolutely <laughs>
2: I'm eager to believe me mm-hmm.
0: I literally did just buy it I literally did just buy it so. Thank
2: you I really
0: like Zero Ranger <laughs> Rhett Oh boy What is your number one of the number year
3: Number one let's go uh,
0: Y'all knew this was coming right I don't know my brain But again I don't think about other people
2: I, knew. <laughs> I, really I know what's coming Do you I think I do <laughs>
3: My number one is Superb, Superb. Song of the Valkyries, Symphogear. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> I was going to jokingly say Symphogear. What? <laughs> that was like the only thing that came to mind.
3: <laughs> Listen, if John can put fucking... Uh, Son of a bitch.
1: God damn it. If I re- John I've,
3: can put... <laughs> no, uh <Sympho gasps> is not actually my number
2: one. Oh my fucking god. I was about heard? to throw these headphones across <laughs> the goddamn room and not come back.
3: But if you wanted to hear me gush John style for 20 minutes about the most that impactful
2: was your important thing,
3: if you wanted to hear me gush for 20 minutes like John about the most impactful piece of media I consumed this year, it 100% would be Simple Gear, yeah. which defeated every video game I played this year handily.
2: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> Polly is so mad right now.
0: <laughs> so this I, your your Simple Gear love has been an absolute joy. Like there's sometimes where if I saw if I saw folks like tweeting about how much they love Sweet Coden all the time, oh my god, be, it would be annoying me. But like I bounced hard off Sweet Suik- Symphogear but still listening to you tweet about it, and talk about it, and DM me about it frequently, brings me a lot of joy. Just which saying, is no. wild. The yeah.
3: funny one, funny thing to me is how you finished Symphogear G, G which is the series, you, the one you didn't like like, the same day as Fata Morgana. Mm-hmm.
5: And then I did, you told me
3: I... you told me that you despite liking Fata Morgana and not liking Simple Gear, you thought about Simple Gear significantly <laughs> more afterwards. That's <laughs>
1: It pissed me off so much, Polly. Oh. I was thinking okay, about right. it.
2: Anyways. Anyway, Rat, give us your ten to one.
3: Oh, right. We didn't do that part. Uh number ten Subnautica. Number nine Judgment. Number eight Sub <laughs> Number eight I the Somnium Files. Number seven Bayonetta one and two. Number six Xenoblade Chronicles two and one. Number five, 428, Shibuya Scramble. Number four, Baba is you. Number six er <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me today? <coughs> it's been
0: six number- <laughs> hours, Brad.
3: Yeah. Number three, EZ, Lacrimosa of Donna. Number two, trail in the sky, fucking all of it. Oh, number <laughs> one, Symphogear. <laughs> and then number uh, one, my actual number one. So Sympho Gear is the series about singing to save the world, right? Which is also like my number one game of the year, which is Wander Song. Aww. Wander Song,
5: yeah.
3: I was like, oh man, is it going to be real obvious what it is when you both mentioned it earlier? I don't think. I don't Do-
2: think it was obvious. I think it was more just by process of elimination by the time we got to the end because you were the only one that hadn't mentioned it yet. Yeah.
0: Podcast Uh, approved,
2: y'all.
3: Really fucking approved. I was sitting here a little low-key mad you guys didn't have it higher.
2: Wow!
3: Jesus Christ, John. (laughs) As (laughs) if I didn't make it obvious enough with all the user lists. (laughs) Anyways. Um... Yeah, this game just you know how you were talking earlier about a game hitting you in the right place at the right time? Yeah. Yeah. This was a million percent for me, like my experience with that game. Yeah. Where Polly you said you tweeted something a couple months ago where it's like you said something like Wander Song kinda of brought me out of a depression and I just thought, Wow, you too? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty rough uh, yeah. Patch that that game pulled me out of. Uh, it was very instrumental. Like I can't say that it was the sole thing that did yeah. it, but when you have like supportive and positive media there, that's filling you with some real good vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to, to not latch onto that and try to ride the wave up. And yeah, I think that, it's that just game
3: so yeah. relentlessly optimistic and hopeful. Yeah, And like, oh my god, I was just. The fucking developer commentary room had me bawling. Yeah. Like, that's how into this game I was at the end, where the author is just saying, urging you to create art that brings positivity to the world. Like, that's a very, very good message that people Mm -hmm. need to hear right now. Just just desperately trying to make something positive in the world that sucks right now.
5: Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. And, like, Miriam is like, the most down-to-earth realistic character maybe ever I've
2: seen. Like, it, like she's such a mood. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, like, actually perfect. Yeah. Like, the the, the arc she goes through, yeah. uh, the things that she has to kind of confront and come to terms with and try to figure out, you know, just... They're so intensely relatable. Yeah, she's just... <laughs> so relatable and
3: human... That it's scary.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And just how she's this little sprite just bearing her soul to you at the end of the game without actually animating whatsoever.
2: Yeah, like they spend an entire game making that character work and build to that moment, and then you get that yeah. ultimate catharsis in the ending. Like <laughs> that final shot is so Oh it yeah. just fuck it, like, I'm done. You just knocked me out of my chair. You gave her that moment, and I'm so goddamn happy.
3: Yeah, so, like, unlike John, I, like, one million percent value extreme (laughs) catharsis in games in this one. (laughs) My my voice is gone, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, we're Um, all dying, I think.
3: The fucking payoff of this game is so fucking unbelievably perfect and big and huge and good and perfect. <laughs> like, it's just... Like, the the final song on the... Not the final song, but, you know, the main track on the soundtrack is, like, ten minutes long. Yeah. And yeah. it's probably slightly even longer in the game itself. Yeah. Just all the variations, just bringing the entire universe together to save the world. It's just... It's yeah. so perfect. It's really nice. It's really... It's just nice. It's yeah, so, nice. like... I kind of understand what John was saying about Zero Ranger, where it's for me it was like Legend of Heroes or Trails in the Sky is very good. It's also one hundred and fifty hours long. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like I think this game gave me that same feeling, that that same journey, but in like eight hours instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just it's a, it's a perfect video game. I think
2: it really is. There is yes. nothing absolutely at all wrong with Wander Song. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's extremely good
3: in my game of the year. Yeah. Okay, Polly,
0: say it.
2: <laughs> say it. Even I
0: figured it out. My dumb
2: ass industry won't it out. So this one's probably as obvious as near Automata was in 2017. Uh, at least try to act a little surprised. Okay. Co so starting at ten, we're gonna oh, work yeah, back up. Low. We gotta work back up. So I get number ten my number ten is Toho the Knights. Number nine is four two eight Shibuya Scramble. Number eight is Blazing Chrome. Number seven is Lonely Wolf Treat series. Number six is Ao No Kiseki. Number five is Valhalla, cyberpunk bartending action. Number four is an absolutely perfect game known as Wander Song. Number three is Trails of Cold Steel 3. Number two is The House in Fata Morgana. And number one, unsurprisingly, but you're going to pretend to be surprised anyway, <laughs> is, of course... Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> make <that> fucking joke. <laughs> it's I, the Somnium oh, Files. I, the Somnium oh. is my game of the year. <laughs> Big surprise here.
3: And definitely going by the user lists, the community game of the year as well. Because I... once I realized, like, oh, it's on, like, half of these. Days.
2: I was not expecting it to be on. What a cool list. fucking community, huh?
3: Yeah, right? I mean, call it. I think the stream absolutely, like, had a huge deal to do with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, Like, if he only played two games, so she just put this on as her third.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, I, The Somnium Files, for me, ends up being, like, uh, a 50-50 split between enjoying what is a fantastic and wonderful video game and Mm -hmm. sharing that experience uh, with other people in a way that I never have. I always prefer playing games like this in huge chunks by myself as quietly as possible with the lights off and headphones and just immersing myself in the story by myself. So for other people to kind of be there for me on this journey, like it it amplified this experience to something that was far beyond the game itself. Even though, again, the game is amazing. For whatever reason, that night that it came out, I was like i'm gonna stream it i don't know why i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fucking stream it so i loaded up stream and we like i didn't know it was going to hit the way that it did um but it's the most fun i've had Um, uh, with gaming all year you know like sharing that the laugh out loud comedy moments the twists and turns that the narrative takes and just those heavy fucking emotional moments late in some of the uh uh, the routes was just something to behold. Like, those moments felt so much more amplified with the room of like 10 to 15 other people there who mm-hmm. were similarly invested and big thinking it along with you. And, <laughs> and, and and watching chat blow up at the same time as I am about these big fucking things that start happening. Um, yeah. Like, it just, it pushed this experience to something that's just way beyond what is just an amazingly told sci-fi cyberpunk tale um, I think that this game's primary strength is probably its competence um, from the outset and I think maybe even more so than any of Uchikoshi's other games this is a game that when it started from the jump it, it struts into the room, it knows it's smart it knows <laughs> it's funny it knows it's good, and it just rubs your face in it for 25 hours. Like, in all aspects, the writing, it's clever. Like, the main narrative and all the incidental side conversations you have that help move the plot along, like, not to mention just, like, the limitless number of legitimately laugh-out-loud observations, one-liners, and... There's like a shit ton of visual gags in this game that they fully commit to that you just, you would not see in any other video game. Their dedication to landing a fucking joke is incredible. You can literally like, like, like there's one Somnium where you can slam your face into a cake and then, (laughs) (laughs) and she will get back up and the cake will be stuck to her face, plate and all, and you can finish the Somnium that way. (laughs) <laughs> they didn't have to do that but the fact that they did is one of those things where it, when it, when I went back and saw that I was just like what is this what is this video game I mean it just it. <laughs> this game just never felt like it was reaching to me it hit it's highs naturally and I got the feeling the entire time that the person writing it all like they were having just as much fun as I was um... It's so awesome it's it's a game that feels like it was really loved on and cared for by everyone involved from like the artists to the writers the voice actors especially uh, and like when the dust settles like I don't know if this will ever end up being my favorite uchikoshi work but it makes for a goddamn fine game of the year awesome. um that takes ass. like a, a, and the impact that it's had on this community really can't be understated. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like, I'm so glad that this game came along and ended up being just as fucking good as it is. And, like, I know Uchikoshi isn't with Spike soft anymore. Uh, he's with uh, a new company now that he started with one of the Rampa producers, and they're doing something that's coming out next year called, like, Death March Club. Cool. Uh, which is, like... A, I guess it's some weird puzzle platformer with the same kind of death game element to it. Oh. So that should be that should be interesting. But yeah, uh, I the Somnium Files earned its way to the top of this list, and I don't think there was a moment of doubt at all where this mm-hmm. game would land. Like, I think we all knew that. Like when I finished that game, uh, judging from my reactions, it's yeah. like it's like that's game of the year, isn't it? It's like I yeah. thought, Cold Steel Three had a chance, but the I'm fa- not surprised at all. Cold Steel Three, oof, man, it came. Like those yeah. last three are so close. Like mm-hmm. I, like oh, if, boy. if if I could cheat and just say <laughs> that I, The Somnium Files, The House of Fata Morgana, and Cold Steel Three are all tied for number one, I would do it. But <laughs> but that's that, we that, don't that. roll like that. We either. don't roll like that here. We nope. make we commit, we commit. We make the
0: choices. We commit to the bit. We commit to
2: the bit really hard, even if it's at the expense of an entire episode of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We commit to the bit just in the same way and with the same style and confidence that I, The Somnium Files, does, and that is why it is my game of the year, and that is why everybody out there in Soxland is my audience of the year, I think. Aww. I think it's safe to say, and y'all are my my co-hosts of the year. Cool, you're uh, ours. And and no, wait, so it's... who's
3: number who's number one and number two? Oh
2: God! Uh, well, uh, <laughs> look, look, look. Can we? Let's not pick
0: right now. Let's <laughs> wait a minute to make that choice. Is
3: that we okay? just
2: said no ties.
0: <laughs> let's wait a minute to make that choice. Let's do that next time. <laughs> I don't feel like right now is the number one time to make that cho- make that call. <laughs>
2: All right, John. I'll grant. I'll grant you just this one leniency. <laughs> All right, everyone. It has literally been five and a half hours. Um, it's been six hours. Oh my god. We're we're tired. Uh, I imagine. Rhett's throat's probably way more sore than mine, but I'm there. Like I don't yeah. want to fucking talk anymore. <laughs> um. But I want to thank everybody again for making it just uh, another incredible year for us doing this and keeping it exciting. And as we've moved toward that stream-focused uh, version of what we do, more and more people stop by and checking it out and having a good time with us. And it, it, it's it's fun it's really doing tight. this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun doing this. Um, and, like, there have been times that we were doing this where I've literally wanted to quit. Um, but, but I keep getting pulled back, uh, because, well, these two dinguses are, are, they're really good co-hosts. Turns out talking to people that are cool is fun. And, and, and knowing that people out there enjoy the dumb bullshit that we get up to, um, even though we're, we're not the smartest, we're not the most entertaining, you know, but, uh, the fact that you all care, I think means a lot to all three of us. I think I can say that confidently. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wind down 20 that 2019. We're going to say goodbye to the decade. John fire. Where can our internet friends find you?
0: Faraway times. Dot io. You can play afterward and expanse there. They're both very good, but you cannot
2: play shovel Knight Plague of shadows there. <laughs> no, no. Nope. Why would anyone want to? Why would you want to? Oh my God. <laughs> Rats! Where can we find you, other than scurrying off to bed the, the second I press stop? Watch Simple Gear. Watch Simple Gear. <laughs> That's what you're leaving. That's your final yep. note for 2019. Anime of the decade. The decade. <laughs> well, we are going to be doing an anime of the decade. Yeah, that voice
3: spoils mine.
2: Way <laughs> to go! Shit. <laughs> And you can find me, as always, right here on my website, or if I'm streaming, twitch.tv slash polyhead. And remember, we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.